Welcome to the Guy Pie Podcast, featuring Anthony, Chris, John, Sean, and Mark. This is a weekly podcast where five guys come together to make the ultimate conversational pie about the games they are currently playing. All right, so first off, we're going to get started with Helldivers, and since Mark was the first person to buy it, we'll get started with you. Helldivers 2, so far a great game in my personal opinion. Uh, One thing that has pretty much stood out to me personally above the experience is like uh, I was just thinking about today is the actual uh, community experience that I've been uh, getting. So usually like you play a lot of online games and nobody ever works together to, you know, do those objectives. You know, you're playing Call of Duty or something like that, playing like a capture mission and something and everyone's just getting kills ignoring the objectives but uh all the like random online lobbies that i've gone into for me at least i don't know about you guys but uh everybody seems to actually you know want to do the objectives to complete the missions and uh just overall the experience so far on that front has been really good in my opinion uh not even just touching upon the game mechanics itself which the firefights were uh like me me and john were just playing and uh doing the the bug missions getting fighting the terminids and uh we drop in and immediately all of a sudden start getting swarmed but then like john's looping them around i'm shooting them with rockets and like we're helping each other out and the team aspect of it has been a, a lot of fun for me so far. Okay, we'll transition over to you, John. Uh, what are your initial thoughts with it so far? Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like uh, like Mark said, the whole team aspect. Uh, people like the random people. They will they'll actually work with you. Uh, my favorite part so far has been, uh, <laughs> like I was saying, like I was saying earlier to you, Chris. Like you could be an asshole but be helpful at the same time. <laughs> like yeah. it's been. Uh, like you drop the landmines and it'll kill the bugs, but then uh, we'll turn a corner and it'll uh, it'll blow us up. So I mean, hey yeah, man, uh... anything for democracy, you know? <laughs> democracy. Listen, I'm all for liberty and democracy, but when I turn a corner trying to get to a tactical position away from a bug and I blow up because he randomly dropped a landmine thing behind it. It's a little bit uh, <laughs> irksome. Yeah, I will say, like, going into my initial thoughts, I was, like, super hesitant with it uh, before even picking it up. Like, I was going to do what Anthony, you were doing. I was going to wait for the sale. But I started seeing more of the discourse, people talking about it. As you mentioned, Mark, like, how the community has, like, received it and have acted around the game kind of just initially, without even playing, made it seem like a fun experience. And like top it all off, it's forty nine ninety nine, right? Like it's not a full I price mean, game. Like, like it's uh. not a full price game, but it feels like a full price game. Mm-hmm. As yeah. first and foremost, as you've experienced, fighting the Terminids versus fighting the automatons, it's two completely separate games. Yeah. Like in almost every game, like my loadout, no matter what I'm doing, is the exact same. It's like, oh, we're going to do this. Well, I'm going to bring in the exact same thing, but for going into those missions i'm thinking like okay well how am i going to fight these more effectively it's like i'm more or less leaning towards incendiary stuff when i'm fighting the terminids versus the armored robots the incendiary doesn't do as much as quickly when you have a bunch of chainsaw arms robots running at you 
you need that stopping power. So it's, but ne not necessarily you don't need that for the bugs because there's just so many more of them. So like you need more of like a spray and pray method. Yeah, I think it, it like it truly excels in what it's supposed to be, which is that co-op experience. Like even like the simplest things of Mark, you using the um, recoilless rifle or uh, mm. what, like that rocket. And then just like me yeah. right behind you, just feeding in the rockets and just like us taking out like the massive boss. Yeah. It's just it's you don't really get experiences like that anymore from games. It's kind of it, it takes me back to like the old school 360 PS3 era where you'd get like yeah. Army of Two and stuff like that. He um, has big Army of Two vibes. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, like, Anthony, you being an outsider, haven't played, you're waiting for the sale. Like, what have your thoughts been so far just, like, around the narrative of the game and how people are receiving it? I mean, it looks like it would be pretty fun. My only concern of why I'm waiting is because knowing myself in these kinds of games is uh, chances are if I were to pick it up now, like, it would probably only be, like, a fun handful of sessions and then I might drop off. Once I see kind of how it goes with the content drops, and especially if you guys are still playing it in like a month, let's say, because that might even a month's time, say you guys are still actively playing, it's getting a nice fresh route of content. Whether I think it was, what was it, monthly they were talking potentially? Yeah, I think the like second a, Thursday of every month they're supposed to do a content update. Yeah, so at that point, I think I'd be willing to jump in, especially because the other thing too is. Just everything I've seen, I'm unsure because it, it seems mainly focused around the gameplay, right? And how fun it is. I'm just worried that does that eventually start to feel repetitive and people stop playing? I don't know. I, maybe not, right? Like, and I just want to wait a bit because you know, I, lots of games coming out. Got to kind of be picky choosy, right? So, but if you guys are still actively playing in a month, chances are I'll I'll jump in at that point. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I'm interested in seeing is a lot of games like this you do like another game we'll be talking about later on Power World like you do start to see a drop off sometimes sooner than later how they seem to be starting this off I feel like it'll be a different case just because how communicative they've already been with the audience and just like Mark like going back to like how massive a change the robots themselves have been in terms of the battles compared to the bugs yeah like if if they're able to maintain that whenever they if they when they introduce like the next enemy like it's such a refreshing granted like i'm i've only played a little bit but it's such a refreshing change to how you experience the game that i really think this has a shot to be something people while like they wouldn't necessarily play it every day but like per month like they might have some solid sessions in over years to come for sure um yeah that, that's a good point too like even though it's games as a service i think people need to more so approach it that it's not a game just because it's live service and it's constantly ongoing like don't try and jump in and play it seven days a week you know like yeah a couple days a week would probably fit pretty well yeah, it's definitely good to pace yourself with games like this. Um, haven't heard from you in a bit, John. Any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, like the um, going based off of what Anthony said with like how how much content drops and blah blah blah. Um, like the battle pass and stuff, even even the free one, like it seems worth it and it seems pretty grindy enough to like 
like keep you into it um making it like worth going into every match and like i don't know it feels like it feels like it'll still be fresh in like a month depending like you said anthony if they keep dropping content like they keep adding like more game modes and sorry sorry go go ahead no 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 go on i'm done (laughs) uh, another thing that's uh nice about the uh the game as well is the uh uh the different types of missions you can do so like they have missions which are like they allot you 40 minutes to do which like there's a big area to explore or like there's like more quickly just like get in there kill 150 enemies and then get out sort of deal so like it's it if you're just in the mood just to go in and just do quick hack and slashes you have that option if you want to go and explore and do more objective stuff you can you have that option as well and that's on both sides yeah yeah definitely a good drop in drop out game depending on like how much you t- time you have to play it like you can do either either or like for sure would it be your 40 minute matches when you start to get further into the, the content difficulty wise would you say it requires the stuff you unlock by playing a lot like further down I'd in the game the battle pass yeah yeah, it kind of does, but at the same time, I feel like it more so requires like playing with other people, like having other people in your uh, fire team, basically to to exceed. Like Mark and I did a mission on hard, and it was it, it was noticeably harder <laughs> for just the two of us. And Mark has some pretty like pretty decent like stuff uh, unlocked. So yeah, I feel like it's just having a bunch of people with a bunch of good stuff. That, that makes the, the game a little bit easier. So what you're saying, that the plan will be in a month is, I'm going to join you guys and you'll carry me, is, is what I'm hearing. Well, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it does not take long <laughs> to actually unlock, like, initial good stuff. And how the battle pass, well, like, even if you can call it a battle pass, like, how that works is a lot, is way different than all the other games. It's not like, like, you get to this level, you get this, then you get this, you get this, you get this. It's like, you have your first screen in order to get to the second screen, you have to expend X amount of metals on this. So like, you don't have to buy everything on the first screen if you don't want to, but like each screen will have like an armor, like a type of weapon, like some sort of buff or like a emote on it. And then once you get the X amount of level uh, metals spent into that one, you get access to the next one, so on and so forth. It definitely does not take a long time to get something overpowered. I'll tell you that. Well, like even like, um, I've unlocked a couple weapons, but I just still find myself using that OG auto rifle you start with. I just like the way that it feels, to be honest. Like, so there is something to be said with what you do start with in that sense. Even the machine yeah. gun is still pretty good. Oh, the yeah, gunplay is fun. Yeah. The gunplay in general is like really nice. Like, you you kind of go into it feeling like you need to correct your correct your recoil like you would in other shooters, but like you don't have to correct your recoil basically it's like stand still to shoot better mm-hmm. like if you're moving then your recoil is a little weird but yeah the gunplay in general has really shocked me and it's actually good for anybody that's not really into shooters like i'm not too into shooters uh but this this has definitely hooked me and it's made it more accessible for me is the, do the weapons that you unlock do they have like mods or upgrades you can apply to them in any way um not not really really. like the main the main things that you're going to unlock is your like your special weapons so like 
you 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 start the mission like every time you drop in you have like your main loadout which will be like uh like a primary so it's like so far the categories i have are you have assault rifle smg shotgun and then i just the weapon i just got the category of explosive so it's pretty much just like fires all explosive rounds high penetration it's a lower size mags but like higher penetration more damage sort of deal then uh what really like sets apart the loadouts is just like you can get a bunch of them too. So like you, the first one you start off with is the light machine gun. So like you'll drop in, you drop your support loadout, and then you pick up like your light machine gun. So like what Chris was saying earlier, my it's called the recoilless rifle, but it's basically just a rocket launcher. So I'll we'll drop then I'll I'll drop that. It drops it with the the rocket launcher and the backpack for the ammunition for it. So. The cool thing about that, so I can use it just by myself, or, like, I'll shoot, and then it'll take, like, five seconds to, like, I have to sit there five seconds to reload it, or I can give the backpack to one of my allies, and then we do an assisted reload, where pretty much they stand on the, behind me, and as I'm shooting it, they reload it for me, and it goes from, like, five-second reload to, like, half a second reload. Oh, that, nice. that's yeah, that was... yeah, so it goes it goes from like a a, a one shot set there. Yeah, it's one shot set there for five seconds reloading, or I just pull the trigger repeatedly and I go through all six of my rockets in like six seconds. Nice. And it's not like it's executed pretty well because it's not like so like earlier when me and Mark did it, I'm holding on to him getting ready to reload, and then he needed to like to adjust, so he started walking and just like without me doing anything my character was like walking along with him now like obviously if mark started picking up speed and going faster my guy would eventually just fall off and was no longer like yeah. in the stage but like it was just like really cool because yeah we were just like walking around getting into proper position and just getting ready to unload any more important thoughts between the three of you that you want to talk about for hell divers i know we're all still kind of like early into it right new yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I'm level 16 so far, so I got a couple, <laughs> a couple more missions in than you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're definitely the... the uh... Then again, no, they they said, hey, go kill the robots. I said, that's fine, I'll do. I'll go kill some robots. Robot, <laughs> robot Vietnam, as it's been labeled, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just... After I saw that meme, it makes sense. It's like the one time we we dropped in, and we as soon as we got up, we look over, and coming through the trees is just basically thirty pairs of red eyes, just all mowing through the trees. It's like, oh well, <laughs> this isn't gonna go well. All right, so I think yeah, I think we're safe to move on to topic number two, unless there's anything else that we needed to bring up. This is a game we will be talking about over the next couple of weeks, right? Like. Because, like, it's going to be a game we're going to keep playing. So the further we get into it, the more we will discuss it. But, yeah, these are definitely, like, the first weekend kind of thoughts on it. So, yeah, you don't have to worry yeah. about us not talking about it ever again. At least for, we'll like, definitely, We'll one, definitely one see I... how... Go on. Go, oh, go you ahead. First. Go ahead sure. No, 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 you first. You first. <laughs> kind of out-Canadian me, boy. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. One thing I do really appreciate is... Uh, so, like, because they had those server issues and so, uh, and stuff like that, like, the one of my favorite things is the game doesn't take itself too seriously. It's like, this is going to be, like, a, a kind of, like, hardcore shooter, but also we're going to have fun while doing it. Because, like, uh, when you go into the effects and uh, you look at it, because they have uh, the 50% bon bonus XP and uh, requisition going on for this weekend... 
they uh, they have it, and then because they they messed up, they said those that are responsible are receiving like additional uh, education or something like that. So like they throw a joke at themselves, saying like, "Yeah, we messed up, but you know, like, we're we're fixing it," sort of deal. But uh, yeah, the the game itself it doesn't take itself too seriously, which is something I really appreciate. Like it's a they're they're serious about the game, but the game itself has like a fun tone to go along with like you know the absolute slaughter of a bunch of uh bug bugs and robots yeah like we're trying to we're trying to liberate them and they won't let us liberate them if <laughs> give them the give them uh, uh democracy whether they like it or not well there there is like one really small detail about it that i i really appreciate is when you're in the the premium store when you hover over each item at the bottom it has reviews but the thing is so like say you're looking at one item you see the two reviews if you go over a couple items and you go back the reviews will have shown new reviews and like these are all reviews monitored by um the the liberation is that like uh what they like what they call it or you can tell because they're all five star too right except for the one star two star (laughs) yeah the one stars are good it was this the it was her or the helmet well, I hope she finds somewhere to go. <laughs> this is my favorite item. I bought two for my son. <laughs> One out of five user under uh, being monitored for tre- uh, treason, and just like it, just it just <laughs> like stupid fun. <laughs> I I am redacted, and this is my favorite product. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into topic number two. Um, so this one's going to be Power World. Uh, <laughs> since you started last for topic number one i'll have you start us off anthony uh yeah so obviously power world came out took the world by storm for a little while uh it's great it was um the whole pokemon aspect is really what pulled me into it because i'm not it's a survival game with this capture system similar to pokemon in a way and I'm not a big survival game guy. Like I, I've I've played a few with you guys in the past, and usually I end up dropping off pretty quickly. But this one, I I put probably 80 hours into it so far. I'm not actively playing at the moment. Like I've kind of you know lots of stuff coming out. But when it came out, man, it was like it was amazing. The uh, the combat as with your character and the guns, just so seamless. Like. I'm not a big third-person shooter guy, so maybe I can't talk too much from experience, but the the sliding you could do, like you could shoot while you're sliding, mid-slide you could jump out and use your glider, um, and then you can do like side dodges and backflips, forward rolls, and uh, then the pals, like you can, the, the I forget how many there were, I think 110 around there, and it just started playing it and i didn't really look up much other than like the cover art that of the pals you saw and just this great sense of discovery as you start exploring you get to like that first obelisk tower like i think like most people did they're like oh i'm level 10 i could take the first boss go in and just get decimated by uh grisbolt and the chick riding him <laughs> um but uh yeah uh, our f- friend sean Put a uh, host a server for us, so it's mostly just the few of us playing on there. And uh, I left most of the building to Sean. 
um or or john i don't know i can't remember if you did much building oh no <laughs> all fun, yeah i was just i was just out there exploring like flying around the eggs like you could find different size eggs out there and hatch them that, that was another part it's like what the hell am i gonna get you don't even know and then all of a sudden you're like what is this a giant or a huge dragon egg and you're like Whoa. you put it in you're like what am i gonna get and then you're sean and you get a relaxed source <laughs> relax or i think is the correct yeah yeah until you get into the breeding it's like it's yeah there is random and stuff but like once you actually find what pals match to make a certain pal like less of the wonder is in it (laughs) yeah the the breeding system at the end of the days came out a little bit more simplistic than i thought but i kind of like that because it like you can focus more on passing on like the passive traits to breed the perfect one still takes some level of rng but it's it's like you can see a direct route to where you want to be much Mm -hmm. more i think concrete than i feel like the pokemon breeding is in a way yeah yeah uh yeah um oh one last point is um where around when i kind of dropped off for now is um once you once you break level 40 the max level currently is 50 i just started to find it get like pretty grindy like i tried a few different things to net that net some pretty decent xp but it really it started to demand more time than i had to like keep a consistent like increase in my progress so plus we know again like uh, i think suicide squad is what i ended up switching to so I ended up have, like dividing my time at the time. So I ended up, I ended up dropping off for now. I know they got some content planned, so I do intend to go back. Uh, by the time I might still hop in at some point as well because the breeding is pretty fun. All right. Uh, so John, uh, I know you and you, Anthony and Sean, who's not here because he's sick, definitely put the most amount of hours in because I put next to n- nothing Two. into the game yeah <laughs> and then hours. and then mark you experienced the loading screen i think that's uh... I, I i got into the uh the menu and it was, it was a... a good menu i gotta tell you <laughs> yes. great menu and 10 then out of i 10. tried to load up the game and my laptop said you know what no <laughs> like, we, we ain't having that so uh yeah i need to get that thing that uh you got a little while ago oh yeah the the asus rog ally yeah yeah that hopefully like they resolve the issues because it was like funny playing it on the rock because like it registered it as like an say an xbox controller so like but like for some reason prompts wouldn't show up so like i would go up to john and he'd be like do this and i'm like it's it it's just literally nothing like it's it there's a prompt (laughs) but there is nothing for me to do. <laughs> like, so like I'm hitting it every like, button. <laughs> it was like, press this button. And then there was a blank spot where a symbol. <laughs> shirt... That's a weird <laughs> symbol. That's not anywhere on the controller. Honestly, the bugs, the bugs in that game and the glitches in that game that you could do ended up being one of my favorite parts of the game. Nice. Uh, like there was a glitch where you could uh, catch a pal and then hop on top of your ball. And just before, uh, just before the pal uh, gets caught, it'll launch you up in the air, like like high, super high. You can like glide anywhere on the map. Basically, it's it's pretty crazy. And then and, and then like seeing uh like catching a human 
and just seeing like uh chinese letters where a prompt should be or like it's just um yeah the bugs ended up being my favorite part of the game yeah there's one uh when i was trying out different things to level a bit faster one thing i came across i tried out and it worked is when you enter a dungeon you mount on ideally something flying uh, and you just fly past all the enemies in each area in the dungeon, get to the boss room, but the boss doesn't aggro you right away. You kind of fly around the room to the back, and there's a barrier there that disappears once you defeat the boss, and there's two chests back there. What you do is you st- you get off your mount, stand right up against the barrier, and throw out like a, a ground mount, for example, and the- your pal will go through the barrier, and he'll be on the other side. Then you hold the prompt to mount him, and you'll go through the barrier. So you now have access to both those chests, and then all you do is turn around, do it again, but with an attacking pal, and then aggro the boss, and then you just chill in the safe barrier area while your pal slowly kills the boss. And then you just get a bunch of XP. And if you could do bosses higher level than you, um, you would just go through you know, a good portion of your team before you took him down. It's a good way for loot, too, because some of those dungeons... Like, I got, like, a, the per, uh, sorry, the, the yellow... Epic, I think. Um, like heated shirt, the accessory from one of those chests. It's great. Yeah, the the random loot at the end of the dungeons is uh, is pretty. It's a pretty good addition yeah. to any survival game. I mean, a lot of survival games don't have like randomized loot. It's like you you know where to go to get this. Like, um, yeah, like, yeah. The, the one thing I found again, I don't play too many survival games, but what I thought was cool is. I did play a lot of Ark, and Ark is like similar leveling system, uh, Ark Survival uh, evolved. And uh, but in this one, you could find like I found a pattern for an auto rifle that I was like ten levels away from being able to make, but the materials that we had access to to get, like I leveled up one or two more to make the materials. So we had these guns that we were like ten levels too low to make, and we could just go buy ammo from the vendors. So it was just, it was a really cool concept that you were, even though you were severely underleveled, it gave you a, a, a avenue to have access to higher tier stuff without having, say, like a high level player make it for you. Yeah, like going back to like, um, like glitches, John, like with what you brought up, like mm-hmm. my brief but limited time, I think it, it was definitely worth downloading and playing for like when. We're inside that we're like we're around like this cabin that Sean had set up and then John drew the attention of like the patrol squad or whatever. And like we're we're severely under leveled. Like I literally just started playing this game. So I am hiding. I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna interrupt you, but the the way I got the attention of the patrol <laughs> was I caught the NPC like the tutorial NPC at the beginning of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so like so they're they're outside like chaos is ensuing like i'm like i'm inside that thing i'm like just don't notice the guy hiding in the the cabin don't notice me don't notice me then then john and anthony come running in i'm like get the fuck out of here i'm trying to i'm trying to hide and then like i go to jump out the window that i'm next to but my guy proceeds like raise his arms up and he grabs the ceiling and then he goes like <laughs> Spider-Man crawling on the ceiling, but then he glitches up through the roof. And all of a sudden, I'm just standing on the roof of the building. And I was just like, I don't know how I got here, but that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, just funny stuff like that is like 
they, it definitely adds to the experiences and makes them more memorable for sure. Yeah. Especially when it's there not was, breaking, it just adds a little flavor. Yeah, oh. there was there were a few annoying, like annoying glitches, like the the pathing of the pals and stuff, like yeah. getting interrupted and stuck on like random stuff. They can't get to where they need to go to do their job. It did but, get a bit better before I stopped, but it still had, especially with the big pals, like there's some issues for sure. Yeah. Uh, anybody got any more final thoughts on Power World? I would like to have more thoughts on it, but I was uh, unable to. Dude, you experienced the whole loading screen. Like, that's what else can you ask for? <laughs> well, like, like, it got me into, like, the character creator. And then, like, I saw, like, the default avatar would pop up. And then it would freeze. Then I would just have to force close the game. Try it again. And the exact same thing would happen. Maybe one day we'll get it on PlayStation. Who knows? Maybe, maybe one day. In recent news. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I do remember them mentioning that um, the guy who's currently in charge they 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 want it on PlayStation. So like we'll see when that comes. We'll see, but Xbox is apparently like dumping money into it now too. So I'd honestly be okay with like a, a trade. Like hey, like bring Power World over if you bring Helldivers over the Xbox because like we need more people for democracy. We need more yeah. soldiers. Like, yeah. Pursuit of liberty and democracy. There's not can't enough let, people. Can't let the automatons win, damn it. There's <laughs> not enough people imagine, on the automatons. Imagine the server issues if it was on Game Pass right now too. Oh, no. Like, the population of that game right now would almost be doubled I feel like with Game Pass. I honestly, I'm curious if it was on Game Pass. Thousands <laughs> online at all times. Uh, oh yeah, like I'm curious if it was on Game Pass too. Like, I wonder like if we'd be reaching power world levels. Like, not to say like it's doing really well on Steam and PlayStation, but like if you add in that additional platform and like just the ability that anyone can try it, like I'm curious to see where that would go. Because like look at like look at us. Like we all tried Power World via um, Game Pass. I didn't like it. You three liked it, but then obviously, like the Game Pass version of Power World was weaker and out of date. So you guys liked it enough that you went and bought it on Steam. So like, you had to imagine like a good chunk of people were coming over from Game Pass to Steam to get like the better version of it. Oh. Yeah, and I mean, if it was on Game Pass, I would have, I probably would have subscribed to try it because mm-hmm. it's. It, I know, I know it's a cheaper game, but like I said, like I got. A big stuff going on. So I can't it is buy everything on a whim. That's why I just want to make sure it's a sure thing before I jump into it. But if it was on Game Pass, I would have I probably would have been willing to jump in right away. Alright. So next up we'll move on to topic number three, and that's gonna be a Final Fantasy Seven remake. Uh before I get into it, Mark, did you ever play Seven Remake? I can't remember. Yeah, I played. Uh, okay, I, I played the first one. I, I I beat it. I didn't platinum it, but I did beat it. So okay, yeah, I'll get us started. Um, uh, they announced if you carry over a save file from Final Fantasy VII Remake into Rebirth, you get a summon right away, which was Leviathan. And if you also have a save for the DLC, you get um, how do you pronounce it? Uh, I'm going to butcher it. Ramu? Eidolon? Ramu? 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 Yeah. Um, so you get Ramu. 
him him as a like a summon as well. So I was like, I'll check if my what was that? I don't know the proper. Oh yeah. Oh no, you're right. You're right. I was just repeating it. Oh okay. (laughs) Uh, That's Ramu. Okay. All right. Um. So. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, I'll just make sure my save's there and all that. And then I opened up the PS5 version, and it was not there. And then I opened up my PS4 version, and it was not there. It was like, what the fuck? So I think somewhere along the lines, going from like the PS4 Pro to the PlayStation to then getting like the Spider-Man PlayStation, the save just might not have synced via the cloud. So I'm like, well, I want the summons, but like I don't want to just like, play like five seconds just get the summons and i kind of want to get that refresher and going into uh rebirth and all that but i forgot how much i love this game because like there are like the elements to it that remind me of kingdom hearts in terms of like the menu system while you're doing your battles which i really really enjoyed um and it's smooth as hell on ps5 now is it uh is it you just need a save file. Or do you need a completed save file? You need right? a save file, I, so you don't have just, to complete just a it. Save file? Yeah, okay, yeah. so just to prove that you've played the last game, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So like, you need a okay. save file for remake, and then a save file for the DLC, the intermission, or yeah, I can't remember what integrate. Integrate. Yeah. Um, I'll go like I'll go to John. I'll go to you next. Like, what were your thoughts back when you played remake? Um. I don't know, Anthony. Have you played through it? Because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I've seen many, many spoilers, so I'm not oh, okay. Through. But no, I haven't. okay. So, um, basically, they call it Final Fantasy Remake, but uh, they really they they change the story and everything. Like they change the direction of the story. Like, um, I think they're trying to aim towards like an event that happens in the original final fantasy seven where, where Aerith dies. I think they're trying to like stray away from that to keep her in the game the entire time. Um, I really like the, uh, hacky slashy gameplay. Like you said, it's like reminiscent of almost like kingdom hearts. Um, reminds me a lot of, uh, final fantasy 15, um, which, which I enjoyed uh, despite all the backlash on it. Um, I don't, I don't really have anything else. Oh, all right, no worries. I, I, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not expecting much. Like, you guys played this a while back, so I just figured, yeah. Uh, Mark, I'll go to you next. Do you like any thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it, honestly, like, as a person who's never actually played the original Final Fantasy VII, I really enjoyed the, uh, the story. Like, I know genuinely what's supposed to happen throughout it, but experiencing it for the first time, the story really helped uh, suck me into it and like get me to continue on with the game uh i i did like the the combat a lot i never really branched out and tried the combat from different characters perspectives i usually just like to learn the one character's move and then the ai you guys handle the the rest of of the combat i'll just hack and slash with my guy but yeah like the uh the buffs and everything you can get on your weapon uh it's uh, it a lot of fun uh the combat i found it to be rather smooth uh yeah it's a good good overall experience i am really excited for the the next one to come out i didn't get the dlc but i'm just going to ride out 
that into the the new game. Nice. All right. And that, so, Anthony, I know you have given it well. Like background, I know you love Final Fantasy VII, the original, and I know you've given the remake a couple honest tries. The most recent one. Um, so, like, what were your thoughts on it? And like, what kind of what made you think that you like? What about it? Do you think? kind of prevented you from going the full distance with the game. So the story from what I've experienced is great. Like even the changes that I have seen, like I don't care about the changes. Like it's awesome. The voice acting is awesome. The cutscenes are great. Like just the, like you're walking through the slums and like people are chatting as you're walking. Like it's awesome. What, 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 I kept having issues with the first when it first released and then this most recent one is I just don't jive with the combat and um I like I'd be curious I want to ask you Mark a question in a sec but every when I played it's like you kind of at least the way I've understand it is like you're playing as say cloud but like the how the way the combat works is you have to issue either commands to your teammates or in certain scenarios have to switch to them like say if something jumps on you and you're immobile switch to someone else to come and hit it off you and i've never played i haven't played many games like that like i've played action games but they've always been where like you are this character and that's it like maybe you have party members but they're like pure ai even um i guess you probably could have played it that way but like when i played final fantasy 15 I just, I played as Noctis and that was it. Like, I never switched to anybody, you know? Whereas this one, I just kept getting in scenarios where I felt forced to have to use them. Um, and it just, when, when you realize that, like, a Final Fantasy game, especially the newer ones, the whole game is about the action, combat. It's about the combat, right? So just for how much I had ahead of me and how much I wasn't enjoying it, is kind of where I was like, you know what? They did briefly talk about some changes to the new the combat in the new one. I don't know if it'll be enough to bring me in, but who knows? Maybe it would be. And in that case, I, I'd probably just go watch a playthrough of the original, or sorry, the remake. But yeah, those are those are kind of the service level reasons of why I kind of haven't jived with it. No, that's totally fair. Um, John and Mark, did you guys try the demo for Rebirth? I have not. Okay. But you did say you had a question for me there, Anthony? Oh, yeah. So when you were talking about it, you mentioned how, like, you're, like, you just, basically, what I was describing is what I would prefer, where you're, like, you just play it as him and let the AI do their thing. Is there, like, a, some, like, did you, like, uh, how do I, I phrase I this? may be slightly, because, like, it, it was a long time ago that I played it, like, when it first came out, but, like, if I was doing it, it would only be for brief moments, because, like, like, say... Okay cloud yeah. went down then i would switch to whoever the healer was pop them back up and then go because i think you can set the ai to do specific roles and that's oh, okay. pretty much what i did oh one more point too is there is a uh, classic mode which i started on when i this recent time i tried to play because it was um i don't know the, the way i was perceiving it going into it was like oh maybe it'll play similarly to like maybe final fantasy 13 a bit which i, I I didn't finish that game, but I did enjoy what I played of it. I played it somewhat recently, so that's why I had to pull up the PS3 because there's no other way to play it other than directly on a PS3 at, at the moment. Um, and I, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll enjoy that. But no, it turned out all it does is it makes you just 
auto attack. And then I ended up having to turn it off because I encountered a guy with a shield. And when you hit the shield, you recoil off of him and you're open to get hit. And I'd be sitting there waiting for him to attack me to dodge him and hit him. But if I stop doing any inputs, the, the auto attack takes over. So like before I could prompt to dodge him i would hit him with the sword and bounce off him and then he would hit me and attack me and i'm like this is stupid so the the idea of it was great but i feel like it's fairly useless unless uh unless there's a difficulty lower than the easiest difficulty they give you which there's not yeah i will say like i i i really enjoyed the aspect of when you're in the party being able to play the uh multiple characters i think the biggest reason why i think i liked it the most is like if i have Aerith in my party and i need her to heal me i can switch to her and have her heal me unlike freaking donald duck in kingdom hearts who like will not heal me for the life of them no matter how much i need it but um and i just i found it kind of like it's just it was like interesting because when you do think about final fantasy 7 all those characters really are iconic i think that's safe to say so, like, letting people have the chance to kind of enter the shoes of each one. Like, even, like, I, li- I like tossing on uh, switching to Barret when I'm dealing with, like, say, like, the turrets that are unreachable via, like, melee combat. Instead of wasting spells, I just turn to him and I just light him up with his, like, machine gun. And even, like, Tifa's fun. Like, I like just, like, punching the crap out of stuff sometimes. So, I like, for me, I definitely like that aspect to it. And I'm interested as the series progresses, we're like, well, like Rebirth and the eventual third one, getting to experience how the other characters play. Like, I'm looking forward to like, I'm not, like we should definitely be be, be able to play. I, do we know if we're going to be able to be playing Sid in Rebirth? I don't know. I've yeah, seen sure. Vincent Vincent in the trailers, so I'm hoping. He's not playable. He, yeah, I was going to say, I know no, he's, he's confirmed not, not playable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but, the third game, I think. Yeah. See, I'm trying to go in. I'm trying to go in semi blind, so like I don't know who's playable. No, no, you're good. Like I can, you guys can. Well, yeah, it. I was soften the blow at least. Like now, you now you yeah, don't get you know who so. these characters are. So <laughs> say whatever the hell you want. He was an optional yeah. character in the original. Yeah, same with and, uh, Yuffie. And if you've seen, have you seen uh, the movie Advent Children, Final Fantasy Advent Children? He's in that movie as well. He's the guy with the yeah. red cloak, black hair. The badass vampire guy with guns. Yeah. The one thing I would like to see, especially the Final Fantasy franchise, because like they're, I'd say they're probably one of the most iconic in the field for, is a return to turn-based. Because turn-based yeah. is my favorite. Yes, that's what I want. Yeah. I, I want a Final Look, Fantasy turn-based. Listen, Final Fantasy sixteen. I think I'm... I'm happy to say that's probably in my top four favorite Final Fantasies if I were to sit down and figure it yeah. out, which I haven't. But I think it would land up there. However, there is something to that. Like, just do give us one. Just give us one. Yeah. Like, even just, even just, if just, they just bring it back to sprinkle, sprinkle a little, little turn based. Yeah. Like I even just they, oh, go ahead. Even if they go back to like Final Fantasy 13 style, where it's just like the action is actually like swapping between the different like fighting styles to like kill like effectively kill the enemies like even if they go back to something like that i'd be into it like i just want turn-based yeah like i'm pretty pumped well 
I lent my Xbox Series S to a friend, uh, Sean. Once I get it back, though, I just picked up on sale uh, Lost Odyssey, uh, which I'm pretty pumped to play. I have it on hard copy, but I don't have a functioning 360 right One now. One of my favorite uh, titles from, from Xbox. So it's I am so pretty good. pumped for that. Because, yeah, I've only heard good things from you, Mark, and just <laughs> most Anytime people. Anytime you mention it, I just basically yeah. got to play it. So that's definitely going to fill that turn-based void, I think, when I get around to yeah. picking up my Xbox. The, the story in that one was so interesting that I actually, because the, there's a lot of text stuff that goes along. It's the first time that I actually sat there and read all the text stuff. And, like, a lot of this, like, it does actually, like, you can skip it and not miss anything, but, like, the backstory it brings up is wonderful. Nice. Uh, was Lost Odyssey the original creator of Final Fantasy? That's the first thing you worked on when you left? I can't remember. There's some relation. I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But I know there's a, like a direct relation to Final Fantasy to some degree. Yeah, yeah I know you guys yeah. want your classic turn-based Final Fantasy, <laughs> but I just want a freaking new Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, I'm dying oh, yeah. for that, man. Like, Technically, technically, that's still turn-based. Well, yeah, but yeah, like... <laughs> It's a different style of yeah, but like, it, like yeah, definitely. Like I'm saying, you guys want the more traditional. I want that tactics experience because, like, having played Tactor, Tactics Ogre Reborn last year, and then Midnight Suns and Baldur's Gate three, like it's just like it just reminded me how much I missed because, like, I know with you guys when it comes to Final Fantasy, like at least John and Anthony, you guys are nostalgic about like like that PS one era, like those classics. Like for me, it's like it's Final Fantasy Tactics. That's what I go back to every time. Is like that was kind of like my first core Final Fantasy experience, and I fucking ever since then I've been a big Tactics guy. Whenever I get the chance, I try to try out the new stuff that comes out. I still need to try Triangle Strategy. I've been slacking on that one. Did you end up? Uh, did you end up playing Persona Tactica? I played a bit of it. Um, the reason I don't think I got into it initially was it reminded me a bit of Midnight Suns, which, to be fair, I really liked Midnight Suns, but I was kind of hoping for that more traditional tactics experience, okay. where it, yeah, this one's more of like this, like the more action kind of based tactics, which can oh, it can okay. be good. But like, I also what did not help me in that scenario was by the time Persona Five Tactica came out. Um, like three weeks prior, I just platinum Baldur's Gate three, and as Mark can guess, that was uh, that's that's uh, that's a task. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. even platinum. Yeah. I'm the D and D guy. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, I, I definitely burnt myself out on tactics for a bit after that one. Um, somebody tell us. <laughs> all right, next up, topic number five. Uh, John, you've been playing in Shrouded. Let us know what you think. Uh yeah, so I I played maybe a few hours in, of Enshrouded. Uh, so Enshrouded was basically the survival game. Uh, came out around the time that Power World came out. Uh, it was basically overshadowed by Power World. Uh, all in all, I I kind of think it's a better game than Power World. It might just be my personal preference. It's got kind of like a Dark Souls like kind of dodgy like. Uh, combat system to it with magic and swords and range like bows and stuff um the building in this one is phenomenal you can actually like build like underground like bunkers like dungeons on top of like 
like buildings on top of it and um i like the whole like exploration aspect of it you can um basically there's this uh majority of the map uh surrounded by something called the shroud and you can't stay in it too long or you will die i think there's like a a five minute like uh timer um so basically you have to like be strategic around that uh there's certain equipment uh like torches and stuff that you can uh, use to stretch out that timer a little bit more but um you still like engage enemies in there so it can be kind of hectic um yeah like i said i i i I really enjoy the combat of it um i don't know if any of you guys have even seen anything from it but no um it's definitely something it's definitely something worth checking out what's the price tag i think it was about the same price as power world like it oh nice yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a full price game or anything. It was uh it's on Steam. I don't know if it's on anything else right now, but um yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. I really could run it. Uh, you might be able to. If you can run Power World, you definitely could run this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like I, too... Oh, I was just gonna say I have seen like TikToks for Entrouded. Like funnily enough, I was kinda surprised none of you at like well, like I know Anthony you you were like you said after Power World, you were burnt out on um, survival games. But yeah, like I was surprised I never heard you, John, like up until like earlier today talking about it or even Sean and all that, since how much you guys tend to stick to like the survival games, like you tend to enjoy them. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember when I saw the first TikTok of it, I was just like, yeah, like this looks like a Dark Souls game with like. Yeah, it's basically, uh, it's basically Dark Souls meets Valheim essentially like instead of eating to survive you eat to like power up okay yeah it is uh i just looked it's 40 bucks 40 bucks not bad price tag it's nice to see games coming out that aren't the 89.99 price tag yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i miss the the good old days well these are developers these are developers that aren't making like triple a titles and stuff so they're not going to be greedy about it they're going to try and release their game and get as many people as they can into it. So releasing it at a lower price point like that is is a smart move on their end. Oh, for sure. It makes it more like I know people get mad when you say accessible for things that they'd be like, that's not accessible. But it makes it more accessible for people's wallets because it's not putting a huge. But also dent makes in it. it it's it's also a smarter thing too, especially because if they're not as big of a studio, because like the lower price tag is less of a risk, right? It's like you spend. 80 bucks on a brand new title from the studio nobody's ever heard of like we have a few examples from the past couple of years where you know people hyped up these games to like you know above the clouds it came out and it was just a pile of hot garbage mm-hmm. what some of them fix it the last one i i don't even remember what it was called but the studio closed down day before and changed yeah oh. like like i think i don't know i don't know what the price tag was on that one but like people are going to be a little bit more wary of spending uh the full triple a price on games that aren't that size but even if like a triple a game does that like it's going to appeal to more audiences because like if if someone's just not that into it where they want to spend that kind of money 
and have to, you know, reason that purchase by spending enough time to, you know, warrant that purchase than like a $40 or even $50 price tag. Like that's one, actually one of the main reasons I got Helldivers is like, like if I don't like it, it's, it's a little bit over half the price of a regular game. I in fact liked it so much that I went and immediately upgraded, spent the extra $30 to upgrade to the ultimate edition, like the day after I started playing it. Yeah. I think of it this way. Like, these are these are smaller development teams uh, putting more time and more love into these games than they're not being pressed for time to release this game by Christmas and whatnot. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's not as many. There's not the investors all all sitting there saying like we don't care where you're at, just put it out and make yeah, some money. put it out. I think there's something to be said to you, Mark, with how you said you upgraded. Uh, when you liked it so much to like the deluxe, like yeah, you would think you'd be able to do that with everything, right? Like I think a good example for me was I had pre-ordered uh, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown when it came out, and I got more and more excited when it was coming out. I was like, oh, the ten ten or twenty dollar more version lets you play it three days early, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll upgrade to that. And it's just like, no, you you just have to buy it again. So it's just like, I feel like that's something developers need to do is like make it easier for like the people who like want to upgrade to your deluxe edition that them upgrade. I don't see like why they want to do that. It's weird. Yeah. What one other thing that I like just just because we're talking about this now about Helldivers too, uh, is the pricing of their actual currency. Because that's one thing that I've been noticing a lot with uh, a lot of these bigger brand name games coming out. Because like their virtual currency is like, oh, a thousand dollars. It's going to cost you like sixty, seventy bucks. And like for like this, it's like I think I saw a clip on uh, TikTok about Diablo, and they released a horse, and the horse's retail value was like sixty-eight bucks. Oh, to get man. this digital horse and like that was just for the horse so like you're well, pretty no. much and it was it was more than the actual retail value for the game the the issue was and it's it's messed up it like it's total psychology that they're fucking with but basically when you bought 65 dollars worth of the diablo currency you would get the horse for free with that purchase so that it's like just tr- like basically equating to the horse cost $65 cuz yeah you cannot get it any other way. Yep. It's messed up. Yeah, and like in Hellworld, Helldivers like one second, I think I can actually just pull up the price of their their packs right now. Yeah, so like their biggest pack which is 21,000 super credits is 27 bucks. So like Oh, it's not bad at all. Yeah, and like what upgrading it cuz like I wanted to get the uh, the steel veteran uh access to that tier list of stuff that would have been like it would have been 13 bucks to get the uh the amount to get that or i can spend an extra 17 on top of that and then get a fancy armor set and a nice cool uh super citizen title as well and like since i enjoyed the game so much i just like yeah you know, i probably won't won't use that armor for very long but the they deserved the money because i enjoyed it so much they definitely have to do like an armor, uh, like uh, 
what's it called? Like in Destiny, where you can equip the armor with oh, or, yeah, like ornaments yeah. and yeah, transmog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and like honestly, like uh, yeah, I can't remember if you guys were in the party chat earlier when me and Anthony were talking about it. For sure, like Helldivers is definitely like I want to see uh, some crossover stuff, especially with like the PlayStation stuff. Like get some like maybe Destiny like suits in there, maybe get some Ratchet and Clank and all that. Like, oh yeah, they could totally with do that. its popularity. I can definitely see that happening because like i I feel like this game obviously i don't think it's meant to last forever but i think for the time it is going to last it's going to do very well it's going to it's going to keep their people going for like i can probably say like probably like it's actually it's tough to even gauge this because it all depends on i i guess i should wait until i see their first content drop to, to say it but like I can see this going for like a year or so at least, as long as they, you know they keep up with it and they keep things going, keep things fresh. All right, all right. Um, any final thoughts on Enshrouded, John? Uh, no, not really. Like I said, I haven't really. I played maybe a couple hours into it. Um, I know there's like bosses and stuff you can encounter, which is pretty cool. But yeah, otherwise, I don't really have much. All right. So next up, we got. A game Anthony has been playing. <laughs> I'm gonna butcher <laughs> trying to say it. Oni Chambara Z two Chaos or Z two Chaos, like whatever you however you want to say. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so this game is uh, pretty short. It's like from start to finish. Like if you were to gun it, it's about six hours. But it's designed with intention for replayability and there's some side missions you can load into um but it's just fast-paced mindless hack and slash fun there is lots of in-depth combos you can do but so far i found you doesn't really require it but so but but the catch is though all this hacking and slashing you're doing it's from the perspective of a woman wearing like very revealing clothing and the chase in the game isn't necessarily the story. It's unlocking more outfits. So currently I'm playing through medium to unlock a, an outfit set, which I'll, and then I can unlock hard, and I'm going to probably replay through there uh, to unlock more. There's also purchasable outfits. I just, I'm bringing that up because there's one I want to bring up. It's pretty funny. Um, it's called the Strawberry and Banana Surprise. And literally all it is is two strawberries covering the nipples and a banana covering the lower region. Just a banana. It's now an appropriate time to bring out the ooh voice. Or... <laughs> I mean, if you got I it on deck, you might as well. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so the the um, I also found, like, while playing through this, like, it's it's insanely fast paced, like almost a similar pace I found with like the Suicide Squad shooting, except obviously this is melee combat. And you have like, so you have your main weapon, you have a secondary weapon, and then a sub weapon, which is something like the one character, it's like a boomerang you throw out. But your main weapon's two katanas, your secondary weapon's like chain blades, almost like a God of War style. Um, and you can buy new weapons, um, the accessories, um, like the outfits don't do anything. They're just cosmetic. So you have, but you have three accessories you can buy and upgrade and there's four playable characters. 
which you can buy all that stuff for all four characters. Um, so part of the, uh, the the gameplay loop too is replaying missions for the currency because what I found playing on medium is I've kind of hit a point where it was re- it starts off really easy and then as you progress it starts to become apparent that you need money to get gear upgrades. So I've been going back replaying missions. So I'm not going to be able to beat it in six hours because I need better weapons. But and it's just fun to watch this hot chick slice arms off of zombies, you know? So, oh, and I found out that there's actually a remake that's out of the first and second game in this series. And it's available now. Uh, it's a little pricey. I think it's like 60, high 60s, uh, $68, $67. So I'm not going to buy it for, for both of them or is that? Yeah, like it's all one, one purchase. And I believe, I'd have to double check, but I think there's no add-on content for it. So th- what I've seen in the past with games like this, where they they lean into like outfits as purchasable content, um, when they re-release it in, in some form, they do like a definitive thing where all those purchases are included in the one purchase. So who knows? Maybe if I buy that, I'll get all the uh, outfits I want. <laughs> uh, John Just a and question. Mark. Okay, here you go. <laughs> what, what is the Banana Split Limited Edition? So that outfit <laughs> is the same outfit of the strawberry and banana surprise, except it's a different color code. It's color coded differently. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what. Uh, I assume it's yellow. I haven't seen the picture of it, but um, yeah, it's, it's a rotten exactly. banana. <laughs> that 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 question just came based off of the cover. I I just looked up the cover. It's just big banana on the yeah. cover says <laughs> banana looked, split I'm limited like, edition. I saw that. I'm like, man, I should have tried to get a hard copy. But then I read up more on it, and they're like, oh no, this three dollar outfit. But then I looked up the picture of the outfit. And I'm like, that just more so looks funny to me than appealing enough to use. Like, yeah, sure, you can talk all you want about this kind of game, but like, there's got to be something left to the imagination you know yeah like that's just like honestly it does it just looks funny to me like the banana looks like she has like a penis <laughs> you know it's i don't know what they thought like i could understand the approach with the strawberry thing but the banana thing is just bewildered i just do whipped cream yeah something that isn't phallic in nature <laughs> like or like not another teen movie, not another teen movie, and you turn around, there's a banana coming out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> you guys have any more questions? For uh, I'm not even going to try to say the name again because I'll probably butcher it again. But <laughs> no, I think I think we're going to leave the rest of this to the imagination. <laughs> okay. All right. That's yeah. That's probably for the best. <laughs> All right. Um, Mark, you just finished uh, earlier this. We great you platinum to Ayudin Chronicle yeah, yeah. Rising. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't yeah that. So one one thing that I've I found, so it's uh it's basically just a side scroller kind of like hack and slashy sort of game. The story like it, it was a good enough story, but uh I found the gameplay to be really fun and it was a uh, unique in a way, like I haven't really seen this style of thing. So like basically you get three different characters in the game. And uh, as you're you're going through it, like you can uh, unlock, uh, you like you start in a town, and the town's kind of like desolate. Then you like uh, you do the side quests, and you unlock more shops and stuff like that. Then you start upgrading your gear, and like each weapon upgrade 
gives you like an extra ability. So like the first weapon upgrade for like the main character, she gets uh, it adds an extra attack onto her combo attack. And the uh, second main character, you get his name's Garu, and he's a kangaroo. So you know, really, uh, really imaginative uh, naming. But uh, I, I appreciated it. So like he carries around like this giant sword, and he just has a magic bag that he just pulls it out of all the time. And like uh, his thing, he gets like an extra charge up attack and stuff like that. Then the armors give you like like an extra jump or like a super jump or a dash ability. And uh, for the actual gameplay itself, it's basically uh, once you get like all three characters, like you when you're doing your attacks, if you each character is assigned to a different bu button, so like square is for the main character. Triangle is for the second, and uh, circle is for the third. And uh, basically, as you're attacking, you can chain together the attacks from each person. So, like, you can start uh, comboing with uh, CJ, which is the main character's name. And then if you press triangle, Guru will, will switch in. And then you can combo in with the third one. Or you can go back to CJ and, like, sort of link together things. So, like, if somebody's more susceptible to magic, you can link in the uh the magic user in there to deal like big uh splash damage with that or just and then like or take down a shield and then hammer it with the heavy hitting uh slashes of like uh garu and it was just a, a very interesting style of game that like it drew me in enough where i just decided it wasn't that hard of a platinum but uh it was if it wasn't as interesting i probably wouldn't have done it but yeah, and also, the one thing I actually did appreciate about the game is for the side quests, like, a lot of the side quests, like, you know, you know, like these big games, it's like, oh, go find me this flower, and they're standing right next to it. And it's like, well, why didn't you just bend down and pick up that flower? They actually give you a reason for why they do that in this game, where it's like the town mayor's, like, uh, the first person you do a side quest for, like, yeah, the town mayor gave everybody in this town stamps. And they told us to use and abuse adventurers as much as we want and just give them a stamp afterwards. <laughs> so I really, really appreciated that. They, they, they called themselves out for what they were doing. Because a lot of things, it's like, you get a quest here, you go over to the next page, you talk to this person, you go back, and then you turn in the quest and they give you a stamp because they didn't want to walk down the street. <laughs> Anthony, I know, so you haven't played it yet, but like I know you're a huge fan of Sui Coden which the the game that's coming out the next Sayuden Chronicles game is supposed to be like the spiritual successor, right? This we go in. Yeah, and this game from my understanding is supposed to be like a prequel to set up like the world that it's taking place in. I haven't played it yet, but I'm definitely interested, especially hearing uh your thoughts on it, Mark. I know it plays differently like Sayuden Chronicles 100 Heroes will be a more traditional like Suikoden approach with the turn-based, uh, I don't know if they're doing the same party size of six players or not, but um, there are six party members. But yeah, the side-scrolling action, like the clips I've seen, it does look fun. And just from your description, like the kangaroo stuff. Yeah, like, it's a spin. Yeah, they, I just like, they, they didn't even bother trying to be original. They're just like, this is a kangaroo guy. His name's Guru. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious too if um, more people, kind of, there are you know, lots of people hyped for Aiden Chronicles 100 Heroes because of the the correlation to Sweet Coden. But this one, even though it's a prequel, it's a different play style. But I'm curious if more people 
check it out in the coming days just because of the recent news of uh, the creator of Suicoden and Ayuden Chronicles recently passed away. Uh, his name is Yokitaka Murayama. Because, um, you know, as people do, right, when someone passes, like uh, think of, you know, Michael Jackson, when he passed, his album started selling like crazy, right? So I'd be curious if that'll reflect in the sales for this game. Cause I don't know if it's sold, sold the greatest. Um, I did, I did get a hard copy, but I'm keeping it sealed because that's what I do. Well, I said be the sort of last work sort of deal. So, yeah. oh. well, I bought it before he died. Though. Oh, okay. Well, well um, but the, the down, the unfortunate thing since I've last looked and it could change is the, the sequel to it that it's coming out later this year. Um, as far as I've seen, only the people that supported the Kickstarter like years ago before they closed it and like they were like, we have our funding, we're good. Um, those are the only people that will be getting hard copies of the game at since I last looked. I'm really hopeful they do a hard copy release for that because that would really suck. Because that would be, that's like the prime game this year to for me to want on hard copy. Also, it'd be a great game for um, to play on my PlayStation Portal. All right, John. Uh, any like, how about you? Like, any desire to try out Aiden Chronicles? I uh, I really don't know much about it. I think I scrolled past uh, something that looked like that in the the PlayStation like Plus like free games. Uh, definitely, from what these guys have said about it, like I'd be I'd, I'd be really interested in trying it out. Well, I don't know what tier you have, but if you have the one with the game catalog, the Beauty yeah. Chronicle Rising is in the game catalog. Okay. Well then yeah, I would definitely I'd definitely try it out. Alright. Yeah, for me myself, like I think when the next one comes out, because I know Anthony's always talked highly of Sui Godin, I think since that's like more on like the page of what that experience was, like at least because like um you said the full game, Anthony Wright, is supposed to have like the 100 characters or whatever that you can recruit. It's, yeah, it's, but it's supposed to be just over 100. I don't remember the exact number. It could be like 107 or 108, something like that. Okay. To me, like that just in concept, like I know it's an old concept from Sui Coden, but it's a concept that really interests me. So I think you like down the line, I might give the other one a go. And like if I like that one enough, I may end up checking out rising just to, to see the lead into it um any final thoughts mark no, i don't really have anything else all right so next up we got suicide squad kill the justice league um uh i'll start us off with this one anthony um i've been like picking away at some of the trophies getting ready for the platinum uh I this is one of those things where I'm very annoyed with how this game has been treated and it's not just because I drafted it um like for our fantasy critic like when I played this game and like while I'm playing it visually it looks beautiful like they did a really good job with Metropolis um the facial animations like for like the cutscenes are really well done the performances are great like I really enjoyed Kevin Conroy being an evil Batman. It was like such an interesting turn. Uh, and the gameplay is fun. Like uh, having leveled up all four characters to level 30 for like their trophies. Each one's traversal feels really 
freaking different and unique because you got like Harley who's more like swinging, almost similar to Spider-Man, but with the grappling as well. Boomerang, as Anthony mentioned earlier, you can throw the boomerang, you teleport to it with like the speed force, then you can throw it again and then like do like air dashes and stuff. Uh, Deadshot has the jetpack, which is almost like an anthem-like feel to it in terms of movement. And um, King Shark is just this behemoth who just like leaps into the air and launches himself. So like all four offer a really interesting traversal experience. And the gunplay is just really smooth. Like it's really satisfying. Uh, It's just one of those things where I definitely feel like people have been overly negative to it for the either for either the sake of it it's because it's not a new batman arkham game it's not what they wanted or it's because it's a games of service and people decided to kind of shit on it like they're like i'm not saying it's a perfect game but like i i would say like like 7.5 8 out of 10 like gameplay is fun great story experience great performances like I like right now the end game definitely does leave a little bit more to be desired, but there's the, f- the first content update is coming next month. It's going to be free, like all content updates as of right now are set to be free, and it's going to introduce a new playable character who is the Joker, who has like an umbrella where you can like float with, but you can also turn it into like a skateboard and grind. And it's just like I just like the approach they've taken to uh, making each character different with traversal. But Anthony, I'll let you step in. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with the the combat. The combat was just, it's so fast paced. And even watching clips at first, I was a little overwhelmed with what I was getting myself into. But it, the way they they have it, it's, it's very seamless. Like you have to melee certain guys that they'll take zero damage. And it's because you have to, melee break them and like when you do it it's in a it's like when i was seeing the clips i thought the players were actively doing this i'm like i'll never be able to do that where they would hit the guy with the melee they would fly up in the air and instantly the player character would turn and shoot him with the gun i'm like how are they like there's no way i could do it with a controller like i'm not playing on pc but then no it's like it auto tracks it so you all you have to do is melee him and pull the trigger and you automatically aim at them and, and fire at them and just little things like that and like uh the grenade mechanic like i played harley and uh say there's a group behind a barrier i could like jump to the right swing and not release so like i stay there's a time limit on it but like for the duration of the time you would just swing and i could swing toss my grenade out and then just like when i swing back again toss another grenade just yeah i, I didn't get too much time with the other characters i did do their their jump the riddler jumping puzzles i wasn't too surprisingly was not the greatest with king shark even though most people were talking about him being one of the easier traversal options um boomerang i thought was pretty easy to pick up Uh, a little tricky but um the hardest one for me was king shark the jetpack on uh on uh deadshot was a little tricky as well but i i seem to get a hang of that one um better than king shark but the tip you gave me chris about uh holding down the one button so you could just constantly prop proc the uh the jump mm, like yeah. after you landed. that that definitely helped a lot um with that when i was using that character um 
and yeah the story i thought the story was great it was short um not as short as everyone kept claiming it to be because i was tracking my time and my percentage and i just i, I couldn't do the math on how these people i mean yeah i guess if they were really skilled at third person shooters they probably could have shaved an hour or maybe hour and a half off the time i had because i i finished at about i think I, I was at like 11 or 12 hours and everyone was like talking about this six or seven eight hour story or something and complaining about it um which is interesting because then you look at other games of the service like let's say destiny for example um those campaigns are notoriously sh short um which most people don't really complain about. they complain when the story's bad like lightfall <laughs> um but as far as the duration of it not so much and like we've known for quite a while that this was a games as a service that we were getting um and the other thing uh like like you mentioned the free content which it's interesting because like you you look at like the case of hell divers which you know it deserves all its flowers i'm sure um with the free content people praise that but then like you don't really see that come up much with suicide squad which is a bit disappointing and same with the the outfits the cost of the outfits yeah they as most online service uh, games of service games like cost of cosmetics can be egregious like look at the way destiny's kind of gone like pricing has gone up i still buy some of them obviously i don't think they're the worst in the world but um the the outfits in this game like they're comparative to other games in the field like people would the the outfits come in in a tiered purchase system the base cost being 1100 in-game currency sorry 1000 and the lowest uh, the package you'd have to buy is the 1100 it's the thing where you get you buy a thousand get an extra hundred for free it's like 13 dollars canadian meaning like the base of the pack so the outfit actually costs 13 dollars if you buy the legendary pack where you get like additional head swaps for it or like different uh color pack uh, textures and stuff for that outfit then you start getting up there and everyone was running with the the legendary cost as like the cost of the outfits and it's like okay that like that that is a fair point to make that it's expensive but why is everyone leaving out the other information that you can still get that outfit for 13 dollars, which in my opinion is pretty competitive in pricing to other games of the same style um but whatever i guess like people just want to run with a narrative sometimes maybe they are maybe they aren't that's kind of how I see it with a lot of stuff in regards to this game. Um, but, uh, oh, one thing, uh, the, the the Batman fight in this, the, even the lead up to it, I even, it's the only part in this in this game where I was like getting annoyed because I don't play thriller style games or like jump scare type games. And like a lot of the Batman related stuff was like that. Like, you had to go through this dark area and he he would pop out and you had to shoot him. If you didn't shoot him, you'd take like a, you had a fear gauge and if it filled up, you lose. And I just kept getting lost. I didn't know where to go. Like I'm like freaking out, like panicking. And, and then once you get through all that, you do the actual fight. And it's like, it was really cool. It was, it was really easy. There is criticisms on how easy it was, but I thought that the concept of it was really cool. I really hope they do like future boss fights in the, like with the foundation of that but make it harder like make the attacks maybe quicker more frequent like think of not to this degree but um i don't know if john or mark if you guys saw it but chris you know like the mechanics with the lilith fight in diablo 4 
something yeah. more in line with that just not as crazy as that like there's Theseus being the Batman fight and then Lilith being crazy like somewhere in the middle I think would be great that would have made that fight a lot more I think it would have made a lot more people like it um, but who knows we'll yeah see. before I pass the torch to John and Mark there is something I want to bring up to you now that you mentioned like the parallels between like how how divers has been received and suicide squad has been received just because like it's funny because both games had no access before launch to like for reviewers right suicide squad was like consistently crapped on for that nobody really said anything about hell divers because like both games like their servers went live when the game went live and then uh the other thing i was gonna say um in terms of the review period, like look at Helldivers. Look how long you waited for Helldivers to get the reviews coming through for Fantasy Critic. They were very yeah. patient and very fair with that game. As for Suicide Squad, within 24 hours, reviews were already starting to come in for a game that has a full story experience and an end game content you have to experience as well. At, at least, in my opinion, you have to like experience to get a right. Wow. Like, really? yeah, like so. It is like one of those things like I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but it's just like I do really feel like this game is being treated unfairly, which it does not deserve to be. Uh, that being said, uh, John and Mark, uh, I'll go with Mark first. Like, what are your thoughts on like Suicide Squad? Like well, not like playing a, it. Well, they, they can, one, a lot of stuff I did see leading in like going on to like the reviews and stuff you said uh i remember watching one clip of a review and it was of the flash fight i think we've actually talked about this before but the guy was saying like how it was annoying because the flash was so quick and blah 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 and it's like you're fighting the flash isn't that like the whole essence of the character is he's he uses the speed force like, I, I don't know how the fight actually plays out in the game, but, like, it, it just kind of sounded silly to me that this guy was complaining about the speedster being speedy in his fight. Well, the one you're referencing, too, a point he also made to that fight was that there was no indication on when the Flash was going to blast you with his, like, electric, like, he uh, attack. Meanwhile, like, in the clip, as he's saying that, you can see literally see the flash gathering like power around him then what follows is him blasting you so there was like a clear indication that he just somehow like yeah blatantly ignored or just i don't know didn't see somehow i guess so yeah and also just like going on the review thing i think the reason why the review for uh for uh, the Suicide Squad came out so quickly. It was like, first and foremost, for whatever reason, people, like, have be I think specifically because of the movies were so, like, scrutinized, people were probably going in there with the kind of that mentality already. And also because it has a story to critique as well, they they can just base it off of that one opinion. They're like, oh, well, the story is this. We already think it's going to be crap. So we're just going to look at everything and nitpick. Whereas Helldivers, Helldivers' story is there's bugs and robots. We have to kill them. Do it. So, like, I think the reason why it took a little bit longer for the reviews for Helldivers to come out was because, like, they had to kind of see 
if it got stale after a while. Like, see how the actual gameplay held up after, because the entire yeah. thing of her Helldivers is the gameplay, whereas Suicide Squad did have a story to it, so they were able to kind of nitpick that a little bit more, like, closely than just pure gameplay aspect. Well, the only unfortunate thing is I wish they would take that approach to this, like, so finish the story and then do what you're saying they did with Helldivers, but with the end game. And to some of their, some reviewers' credits, they did, even in some of them that still reviewed it poorly. But it's those scenarios where I'll, I'll at least take their criticisms rather than yeah. someone who day one puts out a four out of ten review kind of yeah thing. you need to experience the whole game before you give it an honest review i i think like with hell divers like if you didn't get to hell diver difficulty which is difficulty nine like i can understand that because like we played it on hard and like it gets hard but like that's that's kind of the essence of it you play it you learn the strategies you get going but like experience everything the game has to offer before you offer a critique so like the fact that they this game has more content beyond just the initial story they should have properly explored all of that before just crapping on it because you know the flash was too fast yeah that's definitely for sure the the other thing uh to to mirror what chris was saying the end game content there definitely is a lack of diversity with it like what you have access to but my simple approach to that was okay. Like I was, I, I mentioned earlier in the earlier on, I forget which game we were talking about, um, about just not playing a game seven days a week. You know what I mean? Like I'm treating this game like I'll, I'll like my plan is to just hop in maybe two or three nights a week. Keep it like if I can, like yeah, if if it's lacking in content and you're trying to play it every day, it's gonna get repetitive. That's like even Destiny. I love Destiny. I have like two, I have like twenty four hundred hours played on Destiny. If I play that game every day of the week, it's gonna get repetitive. It's gonna get boring. Like that's I, just... I feel like that's definitely a very good point. It's like a lot of people they just they beat the horse until it is good and dead, and they keep on beating it and ask why it's not Ming. It's like, well, you haven't, you didn't even give it a chance to breathe. Yeah. Like you. Like I just saying, like if you if you play something twenty four seven, you're going to reach a wall where like you've done everything. But like if you just hop on, you know, do like a couple of matches or something here or there, it's going to stay fresher longer because you know you haven't done thirty seven hundred matches. I'm saying that when I've been playing it nonstop for the past three days. <laughs> well, that's like the honeymoon phase, right? Yeah. Uh, how about you, John? What are your thoughts? I. Uh... Honestly, like, I haven't seen a whole lot from uh, just uh, Suicide Squad, but, um, like, from what I've seen, like, the fast-paced combat and stuff, it's really interesting. It looks really fun. Um, I do believe, yeah, it's being uh, reviewed unfairly. I feel like maybe people only putting a couple hours into the actual game, not really getting the full uh, experience of it. But, um, yeah, I, I really haven't seen too much or heard too much otherwise i would definitely say though like despite that i in general like the game i definitely agree with a lot of people's takes of like it not being a full price game i like i i honestly think when this game 
gets its rotation of sale prices that I think the player base will have a pretty hefty boost because I think if it came out at a Helldivers or a, a Power World sticker on it, uh, cost wise, I think it it might have reviewed a little bit better. Maybe I don't. Know. But I think the player base wise, I think it'll help keep it going a bit longer. Yeah, I think it will definitely benefit from some eventual sale prices. Get like kind of the people who are like they kind of want to dip their toe in the water, but they don't want to pay. Especially like going back to what we mentioned earlier, like eighty nine dollars is like a big ask. Like nowadays, yeah. like they pre-ordering uh final fantasy rebirth i was just like i know i'm going to enjoy the hell out of it but just like god do i should i really be spending that money right it hurts now? every like, time it's just, it hurts yeah <laughs> but um it is yeah it is like a big ask nowadays um i i definitely think to uh a couple uh free d like free dlcs in like it's like a, yeah so like joker's the first character second i guess is like uh uh female variant of uh mr freeze like his wife like alternate universe version i don't know who the third character is but the fourth character we it looks to be deathstroke or death yeah deathstroke um so i think that in itself just will eventually add so much more value to the experience and then then we'll have seen like more things added to the game um anybody got any final thoughts on suicide squad yeah, I would say um, just give it a chance. Like, wait for a price, uh, sale price, but give it a chance. Like the combat, man. It's like even if you are like, oh, kill the the Justice League. How are they gonna do that? They're just they with guns. Oh, like even if you're like annoyed about the concept of the story, like the gameplay just feels so fun. Like. It's not that hard. I mean, it probably gets a lot harder the higher tiers you get in the end game content. I'm not like too too deep into that. Um, maybe only a quarter of the way into it, but it's really fun, especially with a with a party, and then the the camaraderie between the the members of the Suicide Squad, like in, during the story. Even if you don't like the story, there's no way you could walk away and, and tell me you didn't laugh a few times from like one of Boomerang's lines or or King Shark like some great moments oh yeah no like like it, it it's it's a game that had some genuinely really funny funny things to it and all that like it there is like a quote i will butcher it but it's a quote that reminds me of our group in general like four of us sean and it's like king shark tells somebody's like if you're going to make like uh like an evil villain speech make it quick because we don't pay attention and it's just like like <laughs> It perfectly like sums us up. It's just, it's just it's like silly Such things. ADHD like nerds yeah. sitting here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, real quick, I just want to, uh, one of the opening scenes, they're all strapped to their chairs and like, uh, uh, Waller's like talking to him and and after who was I think it was, uh, Deadshot maybe, or or maybe Harley. They're like, who's the shark? And it cusses and he kind of looks over and he's like. Uh, I'd be happy to introduce myself. <laughs> just, just the delivery on it. I obviously butchered it, but the delivery in the moment and the scene is just hilarious. The thing I wanted to bring up earlier, uh, I totally forgot to do it. Mark, when you, when I had you start Ayudin Chronicle Rising, like the discussion, I think it was that one. 
Uh, where you're located on my screen, a Norton antivirus thing popped up over it. So like that, it showed up in the podcast, and then I, I clicked it, I closed it, and then a news article thing popped up right over you. So just like nothing but professionals <laughs> I, there's, here. There's, you know? there's a lot to say over my face. Like what, what can I say? Like it's like Mike Wazowski. It's like I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I'm on, it's just I'm on TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next up, uh, John, tell us about Death yeah. Must Die. So Death Must Die, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have played Vampire Survivors. I know Mark has, actually, yeah. It's, the, um, it's like the bullet hell kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the lazy, like you don't really have to do anything but move kind of game. Uh, so Death Must Die is a uh, take on that where it's a little more action-oriented. Um, it kind of uh plays on uh like hades kind of gameplay where it's uh like you got your dodges you can actually like aim with your mouse and control and shoot and stuff um there's several characters you can play as uh like there's a knight with a sword basically like slashes anything in front of them there's like the mage with the fire like more like projectiles um it's really cool because it's got more um more of a story to it than vampire survivors does like it, it, you actually interact with like the powers you pick up and anytime you pick up a power it's like um any like fire is like a a, a fire like goddess and like like dark is like the dark gods and stuff and yeah they like interact with you they have little conversations with you anytime you pick up a power and it actually adds some more like interest to it whereas like vampire survivors it's kind of like just the shut your brain off kind of game yeah, this one definitely you know, takes you want to melt half an hour just, <laughs> just yeah yeah it's kind of like a forget everything you know kind of game just like just get into it um yeah no I've, I've been playing it uh quite a bit and having a good time with it it's definitely like on the lower price end i think it was only like 10 bucks or something like that it would well worth well worth the money for sure those those little indie games are always just fun i find just you just just need something to kill some time and just not worry about anything just throw one of those things on i got a couple bucks and i'm bored so you know and uh is it on mobile like is it can you i i don't think so i think it's only a steam game right now anthony that sounds like a long game Anthony and Mark, is that something you guys would pick up or not? Nah? Uh, if I can, you know, get my laptop sorted out, which is probably <laughs> just going to be buying a new one. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's too demanding of a game, so I probably could run it on this one. Oh, you could. But... It's like pixel graphics. It looks like an SNES game, basically. I know I can run Terraria, so I think I can get that. Yeah. I I consider. I wonder how well it would work with the uh, the Steam app on your phone, where you you can play like it mirrors or uh, casts. What's it called? Like what the portal does with the PlayStation. What's the word I'm looking for here? Screen is screencast. Is remote, that, play? Uh, remote, remote play. play. Remote play. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that with uh, an app on your phone. With Steam, I've done it with a couple different games, mostly turn based. You know, slow paced, not prompt based. I wonder how well it would work. I'm assuming it'd probably depend on my internet, but that'd be something cool to play. I, I feel like the concept of those games really says mobile to me. 
Um, I don't know why. Um, Honestly, it is it is a very mobile esque type it of feel. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've had a couple of those where I just sit there at work and just play like that. Nice. Yeah. So I, if it ever came to mobile, I might. But other than that, probably not. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like butt numbing, like sitting on your chair for like computer chair and like playing a game like that. Yeah, but I don't know. I enjoy doing little little things like that when I'm bored. Well, is it something you could like? You could probably like listen to podcasts while you're playing it too. Or... Oh, absolutely. Like okay. I said, it's a yeah. That's yeah. There, there is there is story to it, but it's not super important. And you do like, like, like I said, the the powers basically talk to you, like. You, you don't need that kind of stuff to still have a good time with it. Yeah, it's like, for me, I've never been big on bullet hell. Like, I I never liked um, Dead Ops from Black Ops, the that mode they had, oh, like, I'm, the additional I'm, zombie I'm, mode. I was never, like, too big on that. Like, the only time I ever remember really liking something like that was on Super Nintendo, uh, Super Smash TV. Yeah, I, I used to, like we we owned it for whatever reason. I think it was, it was like a hand me down from like a cousin, and I just play it all the time because I just it, like I just at the, as a kid I found it like funny. I'm just going around shooting, collecting money, and all that. But yeah, those those ones never have really like spoken to me. But it does like sound like an interesting twist on it for sure. Um, oh, definitely. If you like uh, if you like Hades, it's 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 definitely worth checking out. Uh, any final thoughts on it, John? Uh, nope. I think I've said it pretty much. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty <laughs> like straightforward game. <laughs> All right. So next up is a game. Mark, we played right back at launch, Division 2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Played, played uh, John, did you ever play Division 2? I can't remember. I played I played the first Division, and that one I know got a lot of backlash. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, like the uh, like the whole like open world. Like anytime you go into a certain area, that's the mission. And yeah, it's it it's fun. If if Division Two is a lot like that, I'd definitely be into it. Nice. Okay, I'll have Anthony. You can start the train off since like this is new to you. The game is new to you and all that. Yeah. So as you all probably know, my my initial step into shooters in general was like Borderlands led into Destiny. Um, and then I was looking for something to, to balance with Destiny because it is lacking content right now. The current season extended by like four months and three, so it's seven months. Um, so I thought I'm going to balance with it because I still play it weekly, just not every day. Uh, and Chris mentioned this game, and just by happenstance, it was on sale, base game and expansion, 12 bucks each. So I'm like, that is a pretty reasonable price for me to give it a go because that's almost the equivalent price to like say getting game pass for a month a little more but pretty close because i think it's like 20 bucks nowadays for game pass um so i'm like okay i'll jump in worst case i'll at least get 25 dollars worth of my time in it to justify the cost and it's been fun uh, a bit overwhelming because i did take the route where with the expansion purchase it gives you a token to skip basically right to the expansion uh, which is what I did. Uh, so I had a lot to learn in a little amount of time. Um, and I've, I've gotten the hang of it pretty good. The gameplay is very different from what I'm used to. 
coming from Borderlands into Destiny. Um, very much shoot from cover. You have these gadgets and whatnot. Um, still kind of learning which, which ones I like, which ones work good with what I want to do. Um, it wasn't until recently where I, I kind of accepted the idea that I, similar to Destiny, where like you have different loadouts for different things. Because I would initially was approaching it like, okay, this is what I'm going to be. But I, I've learned that like, no, you kind of got to switch it up based on the activity you're doing. Um, it's been fun. Uh, but yeah, a bit overwhelming with all the systems, the the, uh, the gear, there's set pieces, um, different uh, exotics that I still have to learn. Like Destiny, it's like I know what exotics I'm going to use, right? Whereas this, I don't even, I couldn't even name three off the top of my head right now. <laughs> so, um, but I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. The, the game's got a lot going for it right now, I guess. Like they're doing a bunch of uh, game health improvements right now leading into the expansion next year. So I feel like it was a really good time to jump in. Um, yeah, I definitely got a lot more time I plan to, to put into it for sure. Yeah, for me, it's been it's been fun revisiting it. Um, I played last time I played, I think was when the last the expansion came out, Warlords of New York, which I can't remember how long ago that was. Um, they've added like I, they might have added these like prior to Warlords or maybe after. I just never played them at the time up until now. Um, there's like two modes they added that are really cool. Uh, there's the one mode called Summit. And essentially, it's you go floor by floor, killing enemies, like every 10th floor, you'll fight like a boss and all that. And you can specifically go into your map and farm a specific type of gear. If there's a gear set you want, you can set that to your rewards. If there's, if you want to just get auto rifles, you can set it to auto rifles. But yeah, it's just like you going up with your buddies, like up to floor 100, um, and like, there's no pressure to say you have to do one to 100 in one go. Uh, you hit checkpoints where you can like step back and be like, okay, we'll do that tomorrow. Like, um, we got to 99, me, Anthony and Chad, we went to do 100, got like 100 was ridiculous. Like we got our asses kicked. Like, um, yeah. and then that was, the moment, man. Yeah. that was the moment when I was like, Build diversity is a thing. I should utilize it because what I was doing was not working. Oh, it's it was like props to them for how they designed it. It's freaking crazy. But uh yeah, then like a day later we ended up giving it a go with new builds. Like we specifically tried to like figure out counters to what the like the boss like it's basically like four or five bosses, they're like opposite division members of you and they can hack your stuff they can use gadgets and it's just like non-stop bullshit but uh we got the 100 clear which is pretty dope but the other mode i really like that they have is called the descent and it's basically uh, a roguelike so you all like you up to four players in a team you, you load in you have absolutely nothing right you go up to a thing on a wall you pick one of three weapons it presents you with and then one of three skills that it presents you with. And then you just start going through rooms and you can like, you can pick usually it's two to three choices. There'll be like an easy medium or hard difficulty room. And then what basically happens is if you say pick hard difficulty, you'll get more resources and less uh, nemesis heat. But if you go easy, less resources, but more nemesis heat. And essentially what happens with the nemesis heat when it hits a hundred 
you go straight into like the the final fight which is like similar to like the fight on tier 100 so ideally you want to do harder difficulty because you're doing more rotations and you're stocking up on more gear more resources uh we've gotten to that point a couple times now and just get utterly destroyed because i it's just because it's just like it's either like not the most ideal weapons, not the most ideal skill loadouts, but it, there's just something about it that's just like fun, just because it's like you're not necessarily worried about what you're bringing in, you're worried about what you're picking up along the way. So there, I think those are two really cool modes that the game has definitely benefited from. Uh, Mark, uh, I know it's been a minute since you've played, but like, what were your thoughts back when you did play it? Oh, I mean, like, it, it was fun. Uh, I remember... The second one, I think it dragged a little bit more than the first one did for me. Like, I, I had fun playing with you guys. It just, uh, it might have just been what else was out at the time or something like that. It just didn't hook me as much as the, the first one did. I remember playing, putting a lot of hours into the first one, you know, just spending it in the, the dead zone, just, uh, or, or what is it called the dead zone in that? I can't uh, dark zone. Dark zone. Dark zone. There we go. That started with the right letter. But yeah, like just running through there, doing all those those like uh, nice little missions, trying to avoid the other players so you don't start like a turf war with them. Is or you see someone who was Mark and just chasing them down. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, the the second one I remember like it had some interesting things. Maybe like see, hearing you guys talk about it, I might I might try and pick it up again. It does sound uh, interesting. I didn't even know they were still making stuff for it to be quite honest. So. Uh, if they're if they're still doing, you guys are are uh, getting into it. I might uh, give her. Yeah, they're following a a seasonal system, I guess. Right now, I don't know if that stretches out up until the expansion release next year or not. But yeah. How about you, John? uh, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it it was it was an interesting uh, game for sure. I mean, like uh, that. I can't remember. It it felt kind of like a gearsy. If I remember, yeah, it had like the cover to cover shooting and like the it had the active reloads, I think, right? I think so. It's been a minute, I I can't, I'm kind of much more recently. I I know, I know Suicide Squad has it. I'm trying to think now if Division had it, but yeah, it has the cover. I I did like the the nice little tech options and stuff. I think there was a drone that I used a lot in it. Am I thinking correctly here? Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember using using that a lot, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, John, like, what have you th- uh, what have you thought about like with what's been discussed about it? Uh it's definitely not my cup of tea when it comes to like, uh, I don't know, like Tom Clancy games in general. Never really got into um, the cover based shooting. Like, I did like Years of War quite a bit, so I don't know, maybe maybe it's something I might get into eventually, but. Um, I don't know. There's a lot, like a lot of games on my plate, like coming up soon. So, yeah. Prob- it, probably not. <laughs> it, it's just it's funny because like I'm listening to you say you're like I'm like you're not into like Tom Clancy kind of games and stuff like that. But I'm just like looking at the background of your webcam with like all these like <laughs> monitors that are like a Tom Clancy oh, like division yeah, like yeah. vibe and all. It's just funny coincidence. Oh, <laughs> that's Tom Clancy right there for sure. That's that is Tom Clancy. <laughs> That's see that guy right there. That's oh, that, that's He's Tom right there. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody got final thoughts they want to give out before we move on? No, I'm good. 
No. All right. All right. So next up is one we have all played. Um, Destiny Two. Um. I'll go with uh, Anthony. You can lead us off on this one. Yeah. So uh, as you all know, Destiny, Destiny Two. That's like. The main game it was the main game at one point for all of us. Um, some of us are still actively playing. I'm one of them. Uh, just doing right now. It's kind of lacking content right now. Still stuff to do, like back catalog stuff, which is kind of what I've been working on in there. You know, the first three seasons of this year, I didn't. You know, there's some stuff I got to do for that, uh, which I've been doing. They got these weekly wishes going on, which are pretty cool. It's like um, pretty, fairly simple objective you get from Marasov from the helm and then you just go do it and she gives you this item and you can redeem the item for one of a few different things and it's uh very useful for new players too uh because you can get exotics um like lost sector exotics or um you can get uh, the last wish weapons um which is great especially for someone who uh doesn't own the expansion i don't think you can craft them without purchasing the Forsaken uh, content, uh, but you can get the weapon at least if it in if it's got a good roll on it. Um, but yeah, uh, just doing. I've been helping a friend, uh, Mike, um, catch up. Like he's been playing last month or so, um, and he's been really it, like he's thrown himself into it. So I've been helping him where I can, getting new exotics for. So, like, the way I see it is, you know, the more diverse his builds can be, the more benefits I will see in endgame content, whether it's running GMs with him, raiding, etc. And, and it's been paid off. Like, he's he's been raiding a bit. He's I uh, ran some GMs a couple weeks ago with him. So, it's been a good time. Um, and one thing I've been working on for quite a while, um, which I'm almost there, is... Uh, there's a Taken Sparrow. It has the Taken effect on it that you can get by doing um, a bunch of stuff within the Taken City. Two of the main ones that are what's taken so long is shooting the Corrupted Eggs with Wish Ender, the exotic bow, and finding all the Ahamkara bones spread out through Dreaming City, um, the Corrupted Strike, um, the Raid, Last Wish, uh, and the Ascended Challenges, which are the last ones I'm missing now. That's all I need. I need the bones from the Ascended Challenges, the three of them, and then one Corrupted Egg, which you cannot get to unless you beat Morgoth encounter in the Last Wish. So I will be calling on my fire team when I'm ready to get that egg. When it's the last thing I need. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, just the usual stuff. Uh, love playing that game, man. I, I love. I'm always looking to like helping Mike, like um there's not too much for me to chase right now that's why i've only been playing a few days a week but i enjoy helping friends because i do love the gameplay and as long as something is coming out of my time like i don't want to just go in and grind strikes you know but if, if a friend is benefiting from something i find that just as much enjoyable as if i was earning something for myself because the gameplay is just it just feels rewarding oh yeah for sure like i think the, the biggest thing with me like somebody who's i think breaching four thousand hours in that game uh <laughs> yeah, is, and like to echo like something that was, that was brought up earlier where it's just like 
don't you can't play it every single day like don't get me wrong when the expansions comes out chances are i'm playing it every single day but the biggest thing i learned for the takeaway is like never let yourself get burnt out which like Mm -hmm. now is like one of those prime times where we are waiting for like the next big content update which well not big but like the next kind of content update like the into the light yeah Yeah. which is april so like it's i don't want to burn myself out doing things i don't need to do right now when that's kind of around the corner so it has been like a once or twice a week kind of thing hop on um me and anthony will usually do the raid chests each week because like we want to get everything crafted um i finally got the exotic from warlord's ruin uh i'm not the only one now oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. It's the only time. Still don't have the exotic from the Ghost of the Deep. Yeah, Ghost of the Deep, yeah. But yeah, no, I do have the Necrochasm crafted right now, which I was using a bit last night, and it's freaking sweet. Um, yeah, yeah, the big thing is, like, as somebody who likes to chase Platinums, but also loves to play Destiny, it's, like, always finding that balance of, like, Okay, it, it's not a heavy flow of new content right now. I'm going to prioritize like these other backlog games or new games coming out, which is like Suicide Squad, Hell Divers, Division Two. These this is like the perfect moment for those games because I feel comfortable enough stepping away from it to enjoy these games without being like oh, I should I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Um, get like a nice palate cleanse of a video game exactly exactly yeah. and like it's kind of worked out because like i know like with like sean and john you guys haven't been able to raid with us for a while and all that but it, like it's worked out because like chad alex and mike are far behind in terms of what we've done for raiding because like us with sean and the other people we used to have with it well alex is i no, i say alex is up there with us but like we rated a lot for like what like a solid i think year year and a half like it was like almost every every weekend so it's been good being able to every now and then get these guys caught up because like they like they the three of them still don't have vex smith of glass revolt of glass and john got it three times before like anybody else did to be fair that's one of the weapons where you get it after you're like you, your first or fifth attempt or it's your 500th attempt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's like it, it it has been nice and um i'll let uh mark go into it and then we'll go to john so mark you're up yeah i mean destiny 2 is always a game that uh, I, i'm definitely a little bit uh, behind on the current content but it's just like i know i have so long to do it before the next stuff drops where it's just like i'll i'm gonna wait to like a month or so before like the new seasonal stuff's going to drop well i mean the next major expansion then i'll uh i'll just blast through everything get to my 100 on the uh, uh the battle pass get all my stuff but yeah just like uh right now i'm just filling my time with uh with other games uh hell divers obviously the most recent one it just came out and i just got it a couple of days ago but uh yeah, just trying to find stuff to to pad the time, but raiding has definitely always been like a really fun thing to do. Anytime you guys want to raid, I always hop on because like it's just like the gameplay and it's fun. Even if I've done the raid a hundred times, like there's still just stupid things like me running down a hall, 
looking on my radar, seeing an entire line of people following me, then me deliberately making a wrong turn, just seeing the entire line follow me is, is like always a guilty pleasure. Every time, I, man. <laughs> Every time. I, 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 I hope for it. I bank on it. And, uh, you know, I got to throw out some hunter shenanigans because I'm the only hunter. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a game that like I'll definitely keep on playing for a long time because like you know it's the game that we play the most and uh, it's very easy to just hop in with some buddies and just grind some stuff out. You know, like even if we've done it, like I said, like a hundred times, like you just chat and you know while you're doing the objectives and just catch up. And yeah, it's just uh, just like a very homey game if that makes sense oh yeah. no definitely yeah all right john you're up uh so being somebody that got into destiny uh when it first came out um like the original destiny mm-hmm. uh i got i got into it solo um basically i was a fan of halo and like the original developers of halo are coming out with a new game so that's the reason i got into it and then i fell off of that kind of quick um and then destiny 2 uh was announced and sean and i were talking about it and like sean and i got into it and um it's basically become like almost like a comfort game for me whereas like i can always go back to it um i do kind of get burnt out kind of quickly by it uh but anytime, anytime like a new expansion comes out, that's when I'll get back into it. Um, I like raiding. Raiding, raiding is probably the most fun part of it, especially yeah. because like you have your your group of friends you do it with, and like it's always a really good laugh, <laughs> especially <laughs> like when you get when you get somebody like Sean in there. Oh, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I probably I probably won't be playing much until final shape comes out um yeah i don't know like the stuff that's coming out like the 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 season stuff i i i really don't ever get into it maybe i'll start doing it and then like fall it's not worth the price point for me so yeah just any expansion yeah yeah no that's definitely fair like well it is crazy to think too like when you look at destiny like it has pretty much brought all of us or at least like brought some of us together and also like helped maintain this friendship over there. Like look at the pandemic, like the, when we started like raiding again and doing stuff like that, like, and just, yeah. it, it's like a game that it, it has the ability to make you super pissed off at your friend, but it has the ability <laughs> yeah. to like, like to make you just like laugh, like yeah, freaking hard and all that. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> we, we don't I talk probably, about the last wish <laughs> i probably wouldn't wouldn't know any of you guys if it wasn't for destiny 2 so and that's like crazy to think like it's yeah. just, like we all stood in freaking sean's like wedding and like well like yeah, yeah. like it's just yeah. like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah it's all it's all because you fucked a flag okay. yeah oh yeah the whole fire team <laughs> You know, I will. I'll, I'll, you know, I might as well bring that story up, right? Just for if somebody <laughs> has the heard it. Yeah. Story. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, Anthony's uh, bachelor party, and it was like the weekend before Destiny Two was coming out, and I was like trying to push for Sean to get 
Destiny 2, and he was insistent on not getting it. And then he's like, if you like, if you stop being like weird, I'll like, I'll get it because like we're stupid guys. And like, I was like blowing him kisses the whole weekend and all that. So I'm just like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay, all right, I, w- I won't, I won't do it. I won't do it. Cuts like, like 45 minutes later, I blow him a kiss. And he's just like, I'm not getting it now. I'm like, no, you got to get it now. And he's just like, all right, well, like if you go up to a random stranger on the street as like we're walking and say, I fucked a fly, I will buy a destiny too. <laughs> and me immediately, turn to a very attractive lady around my age and just say hi i fucked the fly and then we just keep walking i i literally could have said it to anybody but i just i was just like i had to secure him buying (laughs) destiny too and so i guess i guess what i'm saying is you're all welcome that i did that so (laughs) thanks thanks chris took one for the team (laughs) hashtag thanks chris (laughs) um all right, so that's pretty much it for what we've been playing. So now we've got just some final topics, just like some notable stuff that I got announced this week. Uh, one of the big ones, four Xbox games are confirmed going multi-platform. So like PlayStation, Nintendo. Phil Spencer said he will not reveal them. Like the, the teams that are working on the games have plans to reveal them themselves, which is understandable. But at the same time, the way he said things kind of basically made it obvious what the four games are. So like the rumored games are Sea of Thieves, Grounded, Pentiment, and Hi-Fi Rush. Um, sea of Thieves and Grounded makes a lot of sense to me because they are like games of service games and like co-op experiences. So it's like the Helldivers things. It makes sense to have it on other platforms so you can get a bigger audience and keep the game going and just keep the game healthy. Um, since Mark, you used to be a diehard Xbox guy, like to the point I never thought I would see the day where you owned a PlayStation. I'll go to you first. What what are your thoughts on this? I mean, like it makes sense to, especially as you're saying for like games that are mostly like multiplayer experiences, it makes a lot of sense for them to be cross-platform first and foremost for the company itself that owns it because that's just an entire revenue stream you're kind of voiding and like most games go to pc anyways so just like put it on everything you guys you get a stronger player base and like you got your single player exclusives that are like the pulling like the draw points to buying the system like it makes more sense to broaden out a lot of that stuff onto different consoles to me personally uh just for like for the health of the game for even to the health of the company too because like it also creates a lot of animosity cuz i remember as you're saying is like i was diehard xbox for for many many years and then they just dropped the ball on one too many things then i switched over to playstation and uh i just completely lost sorry i lost lost my point i was going on 
I well, Ryan Beck, uh, sir, can you, can you state what you you were asking for again? My mind just completely wiped itself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, yeah, so it's just basically asking, yeah, your thoughts on just in general all these games going multi-platform, okay. how, like how it being like more healthy for like games like Sea of Thieves and Grounded because it creates a bigger audience, yeah. and just you like you having been like that person who was straight up like you live that ecosystem and then the point came yeah. where you just walked away from it. Yeah. Cause like, uh, the, the one thing that I found on like at least PlayStation itself, like the community experience is definitely a lot stronger on PlayStation. And I feel like that's, that's one things that like a lot of like the Xbox players could benefit from as well. Just like, because there's so many more people like, playing these co-op games and stuff like that on place at least that's what i'm thinking i've never looked up any numbers this is me just spitballing but it makes it makes sense to bring those over just uh and also you can just broaden uh broaden your horizons for what you're capable of because like if you're limiting yourself to one player base and like you're limiting yourself to because like uh, people's tastes change in between because i know playstation's more or less geared towards like kind of like an anime ish style of uh of game where like xbox is more i guess north american if that makes sense i no i I definitely say like you can like yeah with playstation for a good chunk of the titles you definitely see like the japanese um kind of like inspiration or no well granted like sony is a japan studio right so like it does yeah make sense to it well yeah i mean they, <laughs> it would be kind of disappointing if they didn't didn't adhere to that but like for sea of thieves for example i remember playing that. i played that a little bit you guys on steam and like that that could be a fun game and also like it could be fun in the game itself because then you can have kind of like rivalries going in between like PlayStation and Xbox people, you know, roaming the seas and sinking and looting each other's ships and stuff like that. So it just like it brings like you can obviously like you could have uh, other people from the systems on your crew, but it also can bring like a sort of competitiveness to the game where like there's something available you couldn't have before because now you can have like like a a console war sort of so to speak between like okay like the xbox pirates are going to fight the playstation pirates <laughs> all right john what are your thoughts on the news uh honestly like if if something like this were to happen when i w- when i was younger like this would have been like my dream like being I, i've been mainly a playstation person my almost my entire life i mean when playstation started um like just just seeing something on another console and not being able to play it because you know you don't have that kind of money like you can't just go out and buy multiple consoles and that that that's pretty exciting to me i i i I like the idea of it like um like for example i have a switch that just sits here like basically (laughs) there's nothing to play on it like uh, that's right there (laughs) yeah i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind like something like grounded uh like being able to play that like on ha- handheld. I mean, I could do it on my Steam Deck, but like, like I said, I have a Switch collecting dust. It'd be nice to like pull it out and be able to do something like that on it. And Anthony, what were your thoughts? Yeah. So with 
the game's named specifically, like, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I tr- the only one that mildly interested me was Hi-Fi Rush, but I tried it on Game Pass, and it was it was de- it was pretty good, but uh, it wasn't for me. So I don't like it, the idea of it coming is cool. Um, I think it could benefit both sides, um, but as far as the games themselves, like. You know, actually, you know what? I will say that if we as a group are like, let's get Sea of Thieves, like when it comes to PlayStation, I think I would do that. Because I do remember in the early days, Chris, when you were streaming, that was one of the games you guys played. So I've seen a good amount of clips of like the shenanigans you guys got up to oh, in that game. We had, we had some and, fun freaking moments on that game. Yeah, it, it looked like a good time. So. I consider that if there was a group of us, but other than that, I don't think I'd get into the other ones. Because uh, yeah, grounded—that's a survival game, right? Yeah, it's like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, yeah, and like I said earlier, Power World was kind of a unique thing for me because it was the pals that kept me playing, not necessarily the survival systems. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So next up, the next Nintendo console is rumored for now an early 2025 release. Um, since you finished off last for the last topic, Anthony, I'll have you start us off with this one. Any other thoughts? Uh, I don't have too many, but mainly my my main thought will be, will it be backwards compatible with the current Switch? Because that will be a huge thing for me if it's not because if it's not then i probably wouldn't consider buying one till probably a couple years in till it has like a substantial not a substantial but a relatively decent catalog of games i'm interested in because i did the same thing actually with the original switch because i I launched you know you had a couple deep like solid titles but i didn't want to spend console price just to play one or two games that i was interested in Whereas with if it is backwards compatible, I'd be willing to be there day one, or if I can manage to get one day one, because I know I have all these games I could play. My hard cut. Co- well, that's another question, I guess. Is if it is backwards, is it only going to be backwards compatible digitally, and the cartridges won't work or something? I don't know. Like who knows, right? That's really my the only thing I can think of in regards to the, the release i mean the the 2025 would be cool early 2025 because it puts it out far enough um that it's not too much of a financial concern because all the big releases i'm waiting for this year will have already come and gone um because i don't have too many 2025 releases that i'm like i'm definitely getting this day one type attitude on quite yet so I can work with early 2025 for sure. All right, John, we'll go to you next for your thoughts on it. Uh, to continue on with my whole like switch sitting there collecting dust. I honestly, like I could pass on this one because it'll come out with like the good games at the beginning. And then like, you got your, your big Mario title, you got your Zelda title, you got like, maybe, maybe they're waiting for, this console to make metroid prime 4 but eventually eventually it'll slow down and less good stuff will come out for it and again it'll just sit there collect dust as my 
previous Nintendo consoles have. Uh, yeah, I, 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 like it's exciting and seeing like a graphical enhancement, like would be nice. But yeah, something I'm gonna pass on probably. Okay, Mark, you're up next. So, for me, it it will depend on like what kind of tech we got going into it. I I probably wouldn't get it day one simply because like as they said like mine sits there collecting dust because like I'm more motivated to play my PlayStation game simply because like with the trophy system that PlayStation has and like the achievement system that Xbox has like you have that extra little drive to kind of like play the games and do extra stuff where like there have been some games on the switch that i've played where it's like i did want to like complete it fully but like after you complete it and stuff like that it's just like getting that little pop-up of the trophy is like satisfying so like i i would be curious to see if they like implement something like that in the the future but also like the handheld version is nice. Like, I'd be curious to see if they go that route again or if they do, like, an actual uh, just full-on console and, like, focus more on, like, power. Because then, like, they could probably try and, like, pump out some beefier-style games, right? Where it's not reliant on just the handheld's uh, sort of output, which is, because it's handheld, is kind of limited. Maybe so, like, will actually run yeah yeah so like if if they it yeah it just it just depends on what kind of stuff we're going to see in the actual system itself like if it's handheld and they figure out how to make it both like beefy in its specs and like what it can handle and also battery life as well so it's like yeah it's handheld but like I don't know if it's like mine is like a, a Gen One Switch, so like I remember the the battery on that's not exactly like I'm going to marathon this game for several hours. But if if it's plugged into the dock, then yeah, sure. But uh, if I want to relax, like laying down on my couch or something like that, it's not really an option for a super long time. And also, like uh, those bigger games drain your battery faster. So like if they if they go with like an actual like console that you just plug in and focus more on like performance rather than like uh, a portability thing would be probably a selling point to me. Cause like, I didn't mind cause like with the, the game boys and stuff like that, like those were, were still good to get because then you can get like those smaller, like Pokemon games and stuff like that, where it's not like a big open world sort of, uh, sort of thing where like you need the extra power and also i remember walking around the cons and stuff like that with my game boy because putting one of the, like the old uh what what were the the last ones called oh yes yeah putting that in your pocket and walking around is oh, much yeah. easier to do yeah. than a switch that's the thing the switch so, is like, portable but it's not Portable. Yeah, it's, it's it's portable. <laughs> it's portable in the sense that it's easier to move around than an actual console is. Yeah, but like if you, because like I could sit down and play whatever game for like several hours before my battery was was almost drained. With the uh, the switch, like you got the this big 
big uh, console on your hands that you have to worry about. And like, if you're carrying it around, like let's say a convention, it's going to take up substantial space. So like, yeah, it just depends on the tech that goes into it for me. Yeah, for me, I don't know if I have it in me to buy and sell it like six times uh, <laughs> since yeah. I notoriously did that with uh, the last one. It's, for me, like, well, I have consoles that I'm nostalgic about in terms of Nintendo. Uh, it kind of feels like the things I'm nostalgic about they don't like live up to the feelings like they do nowadays. Like I don't get me wrong. I know people love uh, breath of the wild and uh, tears of the kingdom. But for me, like in a console experience, I think back to like, just that, like I loved wind waker. Like that was like that. And like links awakening were the outliers for me where like, I really like, like those games. And like, I really liked animal cross. Like I love animal crossing, loved it on GameCube. I did love it on the switch, but even then, that kind of saw its time come and go. Um, I'm still pissed that Waluigi isn't in Smash. Like, it's a goddamn <laughs> outrage. Uh, I think it's one of those things, if the console gets announced and it has the backwards compatibility, which it should, because when you look at the the Xbox series and, like, the PS5, one of the most enticing things about going next-gen was your library carried over with you. And yeah, it performed better. Like, like... Like even like 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 Anthony, like you're typically not like you don't adopt the consoles like within like say the first year, but like this time you did because you saw that there were benefits to actually doing so. Like like look at Destiny. We went from taking five minutes to go to tower to well, sometimes it can due to bugs not take five minutes. Like it's uh, the SSD alone was such a massive like upgrade that made it worth it. And that's something I think the Nintendo system I hopefully does have because that's something it will benefit from. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I think there has to be a game that makes me want to pick it up, like a new Fire Emblem that would like pique my interest, like a new Animal Crossing, a new Pokemon that would feel like old Pokemon in a sense. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, I'm out right now. <laughs> You say that, and then they're gonna be like, "Switch two and re- uh, launch title: Wind Waker full remake." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and then I then I buy it, and then I buy it. But um, yeah. Any any other thoughts on the next Nintendo console? Actually, you know what? There is one thing I just thought of. Do you guys think it will be Switch two? Because like Nintendo has never really done a two. Like it, it's always yeah. been like a weird name, right? Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll have a new name for it guaranteed. I think I wonder if like the one thing they're thinking in their minds cuz like when you look at like the Switch, you have the Switch, the Switch OLED, the Switch Lite. I wonder if like they're going to pivot a bit to avoid confusion, like to make it feel like a more significant like what it is going to be a significant upgrade, but like a name that really tells you that it's like a next gen console and not like Oh, just a revised Switch? That's like the one thing I'm kind of curious I, about. I would imagine they probably would go unique with the name. Because as you're saying, it's like there there isn't like an N64 2 or like a GameCube 2. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. At least. I think oh, actually, right? I think the closest one would be the Wii. Yeah, because it went, yeah. yeah, which is like Wii U that it went to the other <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I te- do, I do I have like... 3ds technically in a way. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's cheating. 
I do like the from uh, uh, Last Stand Media's Sacred Symbol podcast, like or Punching Up. I think. Sorry, yeah, the Nintendo Punching Up podcast from them. They they've thought up the the name uh, Super Switch, which I do kind of like that. The, 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 the how that sounds. The only thing though is the acronym would be uh, SS. <laughs> I think Nintendo sees no issues with that. You know? <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, uh, this has got to be canceled by Nintendo now. You know that, right? <laughs> We're done. We had a good run. One episode was good. Um, okay, so second last topic. PlayStation is entering its latter half of its life cycle. I feel like that's important to note. Um, some news some news outlets were reporting misquoting um the the direct current director of PlayStation. They were saying PlayStation is entering its latter stage of the life cycle, which makes it sound like a year or two left of the PS5. Um where he actually said it's entering the latter half, which makes sense. Like a console run is typically like eight to nine years. Like we're four years into the console right now. Um, I will let John start us off with this one. What are your thoughts? That that's crazy to think that I, I feel like I just got the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I can't even see I can't even imagine what the next gen would be like. I feel like I feel like um this is like the plateau. This is like the best of the best. This is as good as it can get. I mean, they can they can maybe upgrade like like the storage space or like I don't I don't even know. Like like I said, I can't even imagine what the next console would be like. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I uh like the 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 enhancement from PS4 to PS5 was so minimal that like it almost didn't seem worth getting for me until I heard about like like the more features and like better frame rates and stuff like that. But I feel like the it that big jump ended with PS3 to PS4. I said definitely like lines up like yeah i think we are past that point of like the significant upgrades like in terms of like something feeling completely different um i'll let you touch on this next mark yeah so it it is interesting to think because i remember getting my ps5 back when it was impossible to get by just saying hey chris you got you got some time i would like a ps5 Buy it for yeah. me, and I will pay you back immediately. Yeah, I helped all I'm of you sure. actually. Yeah, yeah. You are a PS5 dealer. You're welcome, Sony. Yeah, like it's it's interesting as as John say, like it's interesting to think that like it's been four years since we've gotten this console. And like I remember thinking, like, ah, I'm just gonna wait a little while, and then like you talking about uh but it's just specifically the ssd and the the lack of loading times in, in comparison like it was a night and day difference for me because like I, I, i'm sure anthony has probably experienced a little bit but like i play i like playing a lot of like like the turn-based games where like there's a lot of screens you got to go o- over to and like the loading screen thing 
used to be like huge like like back playing skyrim way back when and like you're entering your house which you know you hoard a thousand (laughs) thousand and one items in a single drawer and every drawer takes like two minutes to load your house versus like now it's just like the bookshelves with books did you ever do that uh not like books that throughout the world and you could bring them to your house and put them on the shelf just adding more assets in the house, just yeah. So like worse. The, the cut down on loading times was like was huge. It's like it's interesting to think that like we've been playing on this thing for four years, and in four years more time, there's going to be a newer version. And like as John was saying, like it, I it's hard to think of what else they can improve on besides like like more space like obviously like they're going to have the benefits of having beefier graphic cards and stuff like that but uh it's it'll be interesting to see is like i know you played a little bit of vr but uh you got you got rid of it but I, I like p- uh, picking mine up every once again, and like the difference between the PSVR and the PSVR two to me was huge, because like the uh, the new controllers and stuff like that, and like I know there's a lot of new tech coming out specifically for the VR play. There's like uh, this even going back like years they were developing this like haptic suits where like like you actually like wear a vest and stuff like that and you can feel it has like little pressure points on it where you can feel stuff happening then you have like gloves and stuff so like i'm would it be curious to see if they're going to kind of lean a little bit more into that sort of uh field because that's still basically untapped in my opinion because like we're still figuring out exactly how to do vr right and uh i feel like any major step that they're going to make is probably going to be in that direction, especially just thinking what what new stuff we're going to have four years from now uh, to kind of like play around with in that that regard. All right, Anthony, what about you? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm just looking forward to hopefully the next couple of years, like maybe a little less games that i want on day one and it seems like it seems like that might be like with them talking about a little light next year i think on uh, the first party uh sequels and whatnot um uh who knows maybe that you know like uh they put out some new like the what was it um i can't remember the name of it but i mean who knows maybe i like what i'm saying now might not even apply because like the, then the new the new IP they put out ends up being something I really want to play, like Stellar Blade, for example. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I still like I utilize my PS5 to its full potential, but very little in comparison to how much I still actively play PS4 titles. Even now, like I actively maybe once a month or once every two months, I'll browse like a big sales catalog of the $10 and under games. And I always end up buying one or two. And then I go and I, re- and they're always PS4 games. Cause like, it's pretty rare. You'll find like a good PS5 game for under 10 bucks. Even now I feel like, unless it's not a good game or I don't know. Cause even the, oh, the division is technically a PS4 game and it was over 10 bucks. So that doesn't apply in both scenarios. But um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be 
a good next couple of years until the next console. I, I don't know what's going on with the Pro rendition or whatever you call it, but I probably won't get that. Like, I did just fine PS4 generation all the way up to PS5 with the OG. I only upgraded to the Pro when you, Chris, upgraded to the 5, and I bought the Pro off you, which I then only had for six months because then I got the, the PS5. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I will probably just hold down the Ford on my base model PS5 until the next console comes out because, like you guys are talking about with technical improvements, like what are they going to give us in a Pro that's going to be like, that is worth another $700 or 650 Canadian, yeah. whatever it's going to cost. There's no way. Even if I could sell this thing for 400 bucks at the time, I don't know if I would, if it's higher or lower, probably around there. But um, even at 300 bucks, like for what? For more storage? I'm not one of those guys, man. Like I don't play enough games at a time to take out my whole storage. Because like I said, I play mostly PS4 those are small files. I don't actively have like four PS5 games installed at once. Because that, that's when it gets hairy, right? Because you get, how big is Rebirth? Have you guys seen the, have they said the file size for that? I imagine I think it's, it's supposed to be like, 150. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's where it starts to get hairy. But like the way I kind of indulge in my PlayStation is a little different. I usually have one or two PS5 titles installed. So extra storage isn't doesn't mean much to me. Plus, I can still do the the thing where you put the what you did, Chris. You put yeah. the extra yeah, it's super, SD. Yeah, it's incredibly easy to install an SD. And I haven't done that. I haven't done that yet, and I don't have a storage issues. So when I do encounter storage issues, I'm just gonna do that. Spend the hundred bucks or whatever on a SD to add on to the console. Um. So and it already plays at sixty frames if the game does it. So, yeah, I don't. I'll just hold the phone for it till the next console, PS6, whatever. Yeah, I think like I, I will say like while this year is definitely like looking um, lighter compared to like previous years because like while we don't have anything, so like the big thing is they said no existing franchises, um, first party to expect That's this what... year. Um, there are rumors that we could see a Astrobot game, which I really liked the playable demo on that uh, that came with the PS5 Astro's Playroom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and then Concord, which is supposed to be a first-person or like yeah, a shooter game coming from one of the Sto- Sony studios. And with like how Hell Divers has been, I'm actually very excited for that now. Like the possibility of that. Um. I'm kind of like I'm okay with like no major existing franchises like uh last year we had Spider-Man uh like we have like third party exclusives and like second party exclusives like we got Stellar Blade coming we got Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth um, and like when you look at like the past couple of years we had Horizon Forbidden West Spider-Man 2 God of War Ragnarok um Returnal the Demon Souls remake Ratchet and Clank we've seen like some really solid games already come through like the ecosystem so far. So like, honestly, my wallet's okay. If this is a lighter year, first party wise, um, I will say I was kind of bummed. Like I was holding out on hope to see ghost of Shusima two this year, but no, take their time time with it. I think that's a big thing. Uh, 
I I want people to kind of like like it's weird. People get mad at Xbox. They're like, you're announcing all these games, but then you're delaying them. And then PlayStation doesn't announce them until like they're kind of ready. And then they get mad, like, why aren't you announcing your games? It's like neither side can do it right. Yeah, like neither neither of them are apparently doing. They can do it right, so it's 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 weird to me. Um, Yeah. uh, Any any final thoughts for me guys for the PlayStation entering the latter half? No. All right. All right. So, uh, final topic of the night. Um, so this is just basically, we're going to talk about what's coming up ahead. We're all excited to play like, and what we want to play, but we can't really play right now. I will do, all right, John, you're up first. Uh, okay. So yeah, Final Fantasy seven rebirth for sure. Um, which is coming out relatively shortly. Uh, uh, in March also dragon, uh, dragon's dogma two is coming out which is another another comfort game of mine is uh, Dragon's Dogma. It's like a game that I can always return to. Dude, I just I like... recently looked your, on your games list. You have like somewhere between 250 to 300 hours on that yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll five. And I've beaten the game multiple, multiple times. I'm actually shocked I haven't platinumed it. Um, and I feel like I'm going to do the same thing with Dragon's Dogma 2 unless it's a complete disaster. Uh, yeah, those are the two games that I'm most excited for uh, as of right now. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we'll do Anthony. Yeah, so for upcoming that I'm excited for, uh, Stellar Blade is one. Um, the uh, the developer shift up. Um, I played for quite a while. Uh, they, they had an app game called Destiny Child. It's since been shut down. They created. They have a new one called uh, Goddess of Victory Nike, which is where all their efforts app wise have gone. So they should. But um, yeah, so I play that a lot, and so I've known about this game for quite a while. Back when it was still called uh, Project Eve, and uh, yeah, I'm just so, I'm I'm glad it's finally here. I I could I. Who would have thought that it would, when the time came, it was going to end up being an exclusive for PlayStation, which is awesome because that's just happens to be where I am mostly, uh, sp- spend most of my time in that ecosystem. Uh, and I can't wait. I know there's a bit of controversy around the, the character model for the main character. Uh, I won't get too much into that because it's just a whole lot of nonsense political wise, but, uh, I'm definitely hyped to play it. It looks really good. Um, I'll, I'm gonna bounce off that to like a backlog game real quick, because of the hype around this game, and everything I've been seeing, it's really inspired me to try and go back and and play uh, Nira Automata, because I did pick it up on sale, uh, but it, it wasn't. I can't remember what it, I think something had just come come out around when I picked it up, so I did, I only got like maybe past like the introduction section, you know, so. I am interested to pull that out, kind of, because it kind of fits the very similar vibes. I mean, different game, obviously, but you can see the comparisons, I'm sure, right? <laughs> um, uh, uh, and then uh, back to uh, upcoming, there's uh, the Ayudan Chronicles Hundred Heroes. Um, I'm really psyched for that. Like, Suicoden One was probably the first PS One RPG. I ever beat as a kid 
and I've returned to play it uh, once or twice now um, on the PSP. Uh, I can't remember if it's officially released on there because I know there's a way to spoof it where you make the, it think a PS1 um, file is a PSP game and it lets you play it. I can't remember if I did it like that, but uh, I am psyched for the remakes as well, but I'm more so psyched for Aiden Chronicles because it's a different whole different thing right so who knows like i kind of know what to expect already with sui code one i never played two i am gonna jump into that as well but Iron chronicles it's similar concept a whole different world different characters um so that's gonna be really fun and we have a release date for that one at least whereas sui code i don't believe we have a release date um and then oh so earlier when i mentioned i I uh, sometimes will go to the $10 and under sale games. One I recently picked up was, it's called the Shining Resonance Refrain. It's okay, but what it what it's inadvertently done is it gives like crazy Tales vibes. So now, similar to like seeing Stellar Blade stuff making me want to play Nier Automata, playing this has kind of made me want to play Tales of Arise because I never played that one. So, all right. How about you, Mars? I I I don't tend to like keep up with a lot of like the new stuff coming out. Like besides our uh, our fantasy league, like I don't keep up the whole lot of stuff. But the one game because like I was waiting for it last year, but then it got delayed. Was uh, the Black Myth Wukong? It's because like I always I always like those kind of like. Uh, those like lorry type games and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure it's it's going to be like a Soulsy, Soulsy difficult like hack and slasher. So that game I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, besides other games, like there there's a bunch of VR games that I want to try and dip in. Uh, I can't remember the title of the one, but you you sent me a video to it. It's like uh, Sword and Shield and, oh. and spells and stuff like that. Yeah. The ones, like the Thor hammer and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm blanking on the title for that one too. But yeah, yeah no, I think that, yeah. it has legend in the title. Yeah. yeah but right. yeah, like there's there's a lot of like VR games that I want to get in, but like sometimes it just it takes takes a minute to get into like the VR spirit. It's like you do like you need to set up the space and stuff like that. And since I don't live in like a giant place, I gotta move stuff around. So like uh, a lot of VR games, but for right now, it's just like I think Helldivers Two is going to take a lot of my time and attention. Well, waiting till let's see, August when hopefully Black Myth Wukong comes out and it doesn't get delayed again, because <laughs> that uh, you're going to definitely be picking that one up. Yeah, pretty much for me, like. I'm excited for Rebirth. Got that pre-ordered. It's right around the corner. Um, I really want to play Banishers Ghosts of New Eden, but it was like Rebirth took priority. I was trying to limit it to like one game a month, and then I caved on Helldivers too, just because like it's the half price and like fun co-op experience. And then next month, the other game I'm looking forward to is taking President over. Um, Banishers is Rise of the Ronin, which I'm oh, really yeah, excited for. Really good. Yeah, that I'm very excited for because it gives me like Ghost of Tsushima vibes mixed with almost like Assassin's Creed. 
Um, and just like the concept of like having the guns as well as like your traditional samurai weapons and all that is, it seems like it would be really interesting and all that. But um, yeah, those... I'm gonna put that one on my list too because yeah. that one did look really good. <laughs> yeah, that one comes out the same day as Dragon's Dogma and Princess Peach Showtime. I think yeah, they have three games right. coming out on like the same day, like which is like. Who plans this? Stuff? I don't know how they're going to compete with Princess Peach Showtime. Ah, play on it. Yeah, I know. Listen, <laughs> I feel I feel like that game's going to do really well. Uh, it's a projected twelve point five points. So, yeah, yeah I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it for like our topics uh, for today. Um, as we eventually get published, we got to figure out a name for the podcast first. The uh, I'll eventually record We're an intro for it. it. <laughs> Listen, Mark, Mark brought up uh, ADHD nerd boys at some point, <laughs> and I kind of like that. True. I I exhibited the perfect ADHD behavior. Well, mid topic, <laughs> I completely forgot everything I was talking about because I got distracted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. The one thing I'm worried about is like if like outsiders are just like. They all don't have it, and then it just gets all like, like oh, true, yeah, yeah. prove it. <laughs> I mean, like for all I know, I could definitely have. Like, I, I think I, I sold these guys. I think I really screwed myself over uh, when I was young by like back in the Black Ops one days. I would take a monitor and like say watch a TV show on it, and like play like Call of Duty multiplayer. Because like now it's like if I'm not playing with you guys. And I don't have like music and talking to you guys in the background. It's hard to play a game without something do, else. Because that's like, a very common yeah. thing. <laughs> it's like, like I, I've told people this, and they look at me like I'm crazy. But I actually find it easier to read a book while I have music playing. Yeah. Like put my earbuds in, and, and they're like, "Oh, like just like, uh, just like yeah, instruments and stuff." I'm like, no, no, like actual songs. Like go throw on some death metal, read a book. You know. Nice. But, Add uh, some vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, okay. we'll definitely we'll we'll consult uh, Jonathan, and we'll uh, we'll find that proper title. I was thinking because it is good to have like a send off for a podcast, you know, like a a good final note. And I think I thought of like the perfect one for our group. Uh, it's basically until next week. That's a wipe. That's a wipe. <laughs> and then just put. Guardian down audio, just like right, right as as the podcast. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. I can find it. I can find it. Uh, Guardian down. That's a wipe. 